0: Across the UK, online
1: and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's lord of misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
2: We go, dear listener. Here we go. We have recovered. Where were you at um, one minute? Uh, no, one fifty-three this morning or last night? Because we were doing our very first lock-in. Oh yes, if you switched off early yesterday, you missed out on nearly an hour of um, a bonus radio broadcast material, as we did the first a first for British radio. I, 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 I'm going to say in the world until someone proves me wrong. A first for radio broadcasting anywhere in the world. We had a lock-in. We went on beyond our allotted time. There was no adverts. There was no news. There was nothing. We just chatted. And then we clumsily handed over to TalkSport at seven minutes to two. And it was delicious. Will we do one tonight? We'll have to wait and see. Good evening. I mean, this is the late night alternative. Catherine Boyle is here. Word to all your mothers. Oh, three. Wow. Four, four. is the telephone number. You can, of course, call in about absolutely anything you want. I have had a very lazy day today. I, um, well, because of the lock-in, we got home very, very late. Very late. I mean, it was, um, it was, I think it was gone
3: three. Yes, I had some explaining to do. Wowzers.
2: It was gone three. So I went to bed, I was going to read my book about Speaker's Corner, um, and I read the first paragraph, went, nah, stuff this, I'm knackered. And um, I fell asleep, aided by uh, by uh, prescribed medication, of course. And um, I went to sleep, and I didn't get up until two o'clock in the afternoon. Imagine that. Imagine. And then when I got up to the dog for a walk, she's got this new thing now, the dog. The new thing for her is if we walk near a bush or a copse, um, or a wood, she runs off and hides in the wood for like five minutes, and then she'll come out like half a mile away down there. You're thinking, what the flipping hell? So this is her new thing. Did that, and then I had the great pleasure of driving uh, to um, uh, north of London, I don't quite remember the area, to go and talk to a Beatles expert, Mark Lewison, who um has written a book that is, uh, well, the, um um what do they call it? What do they call it? Not amended when the short, abridged. The abridged version runs to 900 pages. The unabridged version runs to 1,200 pages, and it details uh, the Beatles up until 1962. Volume 2? Comes out, um, well, he said he was hoping for 2020, but he thinks he's going to be slightly off target. And I went and chatted to him for for about 45 minutes and sat in his back cave that is full of Beatles memorabilia. No, actually, that's not true. There was some, why is this screen filthy? This is absolutely disgusting here. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I just, I didn't cut, I may have just cut Jerry off there. I don't know, I was cleaning the screen. Uh, It wasn't full of Beatles memorabilia, that's untrue. It was full of books about the Beatles, many of which he'd written. And it was um, uh, full of Beatles CDs and Beatles albums. Oh, and he gave me a really good book, because I took him a little gift. I gave him a, a CD that I'd released, and he gave me a book that he'd written about, um, um, and I'm going to ask you if you could go and get it from my car. Would you mind? No, of course not. It's on the uh, front passenger seat, the Radio Times book of British comedy. I'll by... take my crisps. Oh. <laughs> oh! <laughs> She's doing a sting pinch. She's taking the packet of Doritos with her. No, so I would would somehow dive into those Doritos. The book's quite good. The book's really good. And it might have, we might get some mileage out of it tonight, actually. It's a, it's a cracking book. So we'll play the interview with Mark um, next week. And I've been trying to get an interview with him for absolutely flipping ages and and I did, and he was a delightful, delightful host and a thoroughly lovely gentleman and then we I came into work and if I'm honest, normally I pop on to james 's show about half past nine and um uh, talk uh about what is um uh, coming up. Um, but tonight, Catherine and I were downstairs in a darkened room watching a, a French Canadian, uh, horror film, um, on Shudder. Now, this is my new thing is subscribing to these little niche channels you get. And we are watching this French Canadian horror film about a young lad who is, um, uh, gets held prisoner by some nut job and they play chess. And that was indeed that. Let's go straight to the calls. Good evening, Jerry um Jerry, I'm going to ignore that um uh, mm. rather weak uh, masturbatory joke because uh. I know that you are better than that, well, actually, I know you're not better than that
4: very similar right here
2: no, I can just about understand you it's, it's it's kind of all one note, but I can uh, at the moment, my ears are dancing gaily around your words, mm. yeah yes
4: its my. I'm like this. have been down all day. Open my, con- my condition. Open the-
2: all day. You. No, I didn't get no. I'll be honest. I did not get a word of that when uh, uh, I got lying down
4: all day. I'm coming
2: down. I'm coming back on the landline. You're slowly Okay. If you can get the landline number off him, please, Sam. We will speak to him there. Good evening, Alan. Good Hello, Alan. How are you, Bob? I'm good, thank you, Matt. I've got a mouth ulcer. That's stress. I'm very... Uh, yeah, all right, you ask the question, I'm going to tell you, No, you don't listen. I am bloody stressed at the moment. There is so much stuff going on behind the scenes of my life um, that uh, this is why I am throwing myself into work and trying to keep... I'm either sleeping or moving because I'm just... I'm full of stress, Alan. What did
4: you in about article on radio today?
2: Sorry? That oh no no, no 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 no! That's nothing. Oh God no no no! It's just stuff going on in my private life that um, I'm finding very very stressful. Have you spoken to the counselor about it? I'm not. I'm not seeing a counselor anymore. I've not seen him for about six months. I think
4: mean you need to book another appointment.
2: Well, here's the thing. Um, I need. I need every penny. I can get, and um, I, I'm, at the moment I'm in a part of my life where I, 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 I'm, I'm doing okay without seeing a counsellor. It's just stress that will. I have to get through this, and I'll come out the other side, and um, I'll either be a better man or a broken man, Alan. I'll be one of the two, better or broken. I think you'll be a better man. I hope to God that that is the case.
5: I mean, I've got Channel Five on in the background, oh, yeah. and we've got an old wonderful show on. The what show? An old friend of a show. Who?
2: Guy Gomer. Uh, what the hang on. What the guy that was um uh uh a, a, a taxi driver that was on
5: BBC? Yeah. What's he doing on channel five? Because they're
2: saying the most shocking TV moment, and he's number 39. Ah, oh, I love... it. D- in fairness, he wasn't actually a taxi driver. He'd gone for a job interview. And um, it, for those who don't know, it's the, one of the most wonderful clips of British television. This this um, fella, he's gone for a job interview. The BBC misunderstood and think he's a guest. He goes onto the set of BBC News, and he gets asked a question about iPods and Apple. Oh, no, it's on, the clips on YouTube have had loads of views. It's a it's a brilliant clip, and I, um, I, 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 I think that guy's an absolute hero. A legend. A legend, Alan. A pure legend. Well, that's great. Thank you very much for calling. Let's go to Jonathan. Good evening, Jonathan.
6: Hello, Ian. Hello, Jonathan. Hi. Um, I found a way that uh, the police service can raise some extra money. Oh, here we go. Let me get my pen and paper. Right, let's hear it. What does a uh, prison service have in abundance? Prisoners. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, when the prisoner dies, uh. the prison service should sell their bodies to an abattoir. Like they do in China? Yeah.
2: Now, hang on a minute. How many... Here's... Okay. I like this. How much would you sell them for, Jonathan? Oh, you could name your price, particularly if it was a famous prisoner. Okay. Like uh, one of Lee Rigby's killers. Okay. Here's the thing, though. How many... Pri- and this is a genuine question that I, I, I would actually like to know the answer to, listener, if you know it, 0344 499 How many prisoners actually die in prison? Oh, loads. Well, you say loads. You say loads, but you're just, you're just plucking that out of the air. I would imagine that you, there aren't very many old men prisoners, and, 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 and there aren't many people... When people get sentenced to life, but that means 20 years. That doesn't mean until you die. I don't think there can be that many prisoners that die in prison. Well, Cass just joined us. Jonathan and I are just one's discussing... On. Hang on, Jonathan and I are just discussing how many prisoners actually die in prison and what we could sell them for. Cheery stuff.
3: There Happy we Wednesday. Go. Happy
6: Wednesday, guys. Go on. Yeah, well... The, the, the ones who do serve life are the most famous and infamous ones, and therefore, if you sell them to an abattoir, you'll fetch an above-market price. for Well, I, we don't
2: cream. even know what the market value is for a cadaver. Well, I I don't know about you, but I would. Lo- I think we can't. Uh, I dump that because I don't think we really need to uh, be broadcasting now. Jonathan, they're making light of something that isn't actually to be joked about. Of course, if anybody was offended by that, then you have my humblest humblest apologies. I wouldn't like to make jokes about that at all. But I, the, 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 in essence, the, um, the 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 point that well, a vague point that he made there, the line about prisoners dying in prison. I don't know how many. Do. I don't think it is that many because life doesn't mean life or life. It doesn't mean life. Life means like 20, 30 years. So and you don't get very many old men, old women. Prisoners. So, again, moving on from his rather facile and, and let's be honest, frankly, offensive uh, 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 point there, I think there is an interesting question, if anybody knows, how many prisoners actually die in prison? And what is the going rate for a body? I would imagine, Catherine, that it is illegal for money to exchange hands in this country for a corpse. Yeah. Because people... Donate their bodies to medical science. They donate their bodies to medical research, but they don't sell them. I
3: think the selling of body parts is still pretty much illegal. Do you remember that woman that was trying to sell her kidney stones online? Oh, yes. And she got banned for doing that because... Well,
2: um, well, hang on. Being, being, having a product withdrawn from eBay. She was
3: told it was against the law.
2: Having a product withdrawn from eBay does not equate to necessarily breaking the law. She was
3: told it was illegal.
2: By eBay. Yeah. Right.
3: And that was bits that have like fallen out. So imagine the things that were still attached to an actual body.
2: Well, if Sarah Harding can't sell a pair of jeans for don't, more than five pounds... Don't imagine even her, joke
3: about it. Imagine her selling, you know... Well, OK, but no,
2: no, no, uh, OK, uh, here's an... Okay, this is going down a very, very interesting um, twist here.
3: And macabre.
2: Uh, and macabre. Um, uh, I wish... Uh, th- th- listen, th- th- there's someone that keeps tweeting me every time Jonathan comes on, OK, and, and keeps emailing me and stuff. Could could, could you stop? <laughs> could Could you stop because you could really it just I think I may have muted you from my account because I don't see it in my Twitter feed. Let me have a little look um no, I haven't muted you can you just go away stop i i am I'm an anti fascist i'm an anti racist but please 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 stop telling me how to do my job okay and and telling me who we should have and who we shouldn't allow onto my radio show okay so so thanks very much indeed um. C- you can buy celebrity faeces. What? Well, can't you? I'd imagine if, if there was a George Harrison turd for sale, that would get five or six grand. Now, would that count as a body part?
3: How would you prove it? You'd have to have a picture of him doing it, sure.
2: Well, you <laughs> well, you, uh, you, know. you
3: would. Well, that's what they do with records, but, don't they? But would that count as a body part? Or no, waste? excretion. No,
2: because you can buy celebrity hair. And
3: spit and breath.
2: You can buy celebrity hair. Now, that's a body part. So, I... Uh, uh, I don't think this. I think that this is you, you're muddying the waters. From speaking a, of which, well, I think that that y- you can sell body parts. You can sell hair, definitely.
3: Yeah, but that's things that naturally.
2: No, head. No, you cut it off.
3: Yeah, but your hair falls out. No, hang
2: it. on. You said you can't sell body parts.
3: It's not body parts. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, shut up. It's not. Hair is not a body part.
3: Anything that you shed on the daily is not.
2: Oh, you're going to really. Account... You are going to annoy me tonight. Good. Fifteen minutes in. And you, just you have had two, Doritos, and I gave you two fingers. I, I you, two fingers. Uh, you are going to really wind me up tonight.
3: Is that because the truth hurts?
2: No, no, because you being an annoying go on asshole.
3: <gasps> that hurts. I don't have to come here to be insulted.
2: Where do you usually go? Twitter. Um, 344 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I think it's going to be one of those shows tonight, dear listener. Uh, this is The Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, oh.
1: stable girls... Oh, I'm on the edge. ...and stripper grands.
0: It depends who you live and it depends on the situation.
1: Late Night Speech Radio, with a difference. Thank you! The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on Talk Radio.
2: it really is a radio show where anybody can phone up, anybody can get on. If you're normally banned uh, from uh, other radio stations or you're not normally let on, you will be welcome here. There are only, um, I think there are two, there are only two names in the banned list, um... A woman who sent me an email pretending to be from someone else saying that, that she'd killed herself because of something that had happened on the show. That person's banned. And, um, former BMP member Paul Rimmer. He's banned because I, I, he, he, we we're having a wonderful debate and he hung up on me, which I think is the absolute height of rudeness. So he won't be coming back. But everyone else, everyone else absolutely welcome. Um, whatever your religious, your, um, sexual your uh your political background spectrum anything like that you're all welcome on 0344 499 1000 good evening pete
7: hello hello pete <laughs> uh, can i can't just point out before anything else uh i've never been and never will be a member of the bmp so I just put that aside at first
2: well you seem m- me think the lady <laughs> doth protest too much
7: no no no, no. you seem very keen know, to that, get that you know. out there pete <laughs> well, I just thought because you know if that's some of the people calling in, I didn't want to, yeah, by by association. Well, no, by to...
2: calling in, it doesn't mean that you're a member of the BMP. No, I I no that's that's not not case. all of my oh, callers yeah. are massive. Not all of my callers are massive yeah. racists. Just a, just a significant percentage. And we stopped well, asking for membership odd. cards and papers Yo, some time ago, didn't we? 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 Yeah, so it turns out, show us your papers yeah. has got some rather um, distasteful uh, historical meaning. So you when know, we stop doing that, Pete, don't you worry? Okay,
7: okay, good. I haven't got anything to talk about. I was sitting around feeling depressed. Why are you feeling depressed, man? Your girlfriend broke up with me. Your girlfriend um, broke up with you? Yeah, and uh, then I heard you talk about celebrity feces. Uh, um, why, do you want some? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fine, but I, my mind went back to a, a TV show, I think, in the early to mid-2000s, yeah. where they used to give celebrities enemas on air.
2: Oh, I was asked to go, I was asked to go and do that. <laughs> You turned it down. I, I said, surprisingly, <laughs> I turned down the celebrity enemas. Yes, I, I turned Such that down. Shame.
7: Didn't Richard Blackwood do it? Yeah, 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 that's yeah, the only one I can remember. Yeah, and that's strange that we've both had that pop into our mind.
2: Yeah, uh, funny, I, I saw don't his, know, his it name said on something
7: a... about the other quality of the other celebrities. I'm yeah, sure. it
2: was very, very low rent. Yeah, no, I was asked to do <laughs> that, and I said, you know what? I am fine. <laughs> bi- I can't believe be money. You could have used stunt poo. No, no you that you've, say, got, to have, you've actually... got to have, you've got to, I think I can see why your girlfriend won't. you, you've got <laughs> to have a tube <laughs> shoved up your bum hole.
7: Yeah, but, you know... It, it might enjoy it. I, don't know. I
2: can't, that can't be good for you to to, to be cleaned out anally. There's, what's the thing? I there's eat. there's a technique where um, people eat cheesecloth. They eat a oh. length of cheesecloth and they swallow it, and then it comes out the other end. And it's like it's like flossing your entire body. Have you, you, you see this? Is well, a, you
3: still got some hanging out your mouth?
2: No, no, no. You kind of swallow it. Oh, good. You eat a lot of it. It's long. It's like really long. And eventually you pass it and you pull it out. Oh God! And it cleans your insides. A thing.
3: People do it. People actually do it. Don't try this at home no tr- try People, it you know. film
2: it try it put it on youtube let's have a look it kill the time <laughs> imagine the state of that cheesecloth pete when it comes out
7: <laughs> i assume they got they must put it through the wash you've got to 20. put that on a boil wash <laughs> afterwards you really have <laughs> really? 50 degrees minimum. um when did your girlfriend dump you tonight not tonight literally this evening oh, mate. So now i'm talking calling talk radio like a sucker he said, he said sucker, sucker, don't worry, he said sucker. Sucker, sucker so I don't know know how to say that properly, sucker. So.
2: You can say sucker, sucker uh, is how you say it. Um, are we allowed to pry? Yeah,
7: sure. What probably. happened, man? Uh, uh, I, we've been together for two and a half years or so, and I, I called you a few months ago, because I was living in Switzerland, where I moved to be with her. Yeah, oh. Uh, <laughs> and I uh, came back, went back again, didn't thinking it, you know, could sort it out if I just kept coming back and going back there. And, yeah, just imploded like a cheap flan in a cupboard.
2: Um, I've had many relationships ending like a cheap flan. Um... (laughs) Uh, is that, why, why do you why do you think that it was? It, I, I do think that long distance relationships, even with the modern technology, I think that thats that is um, that they're yeah. at a disadvantage already.
3: I don't know. I managed oh, no. four years um, before he went off with his housemate.
7: Well, thank you. There you go. You see, it all what a waste well, of time. No, that that my, was my problem. Is when I was there. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Quite, well, you've already picked. I'm quite an annoying person. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, I s- am. I mean, I know I am. I suggest and, uh, she yeah. was a very patient lady. I, I know, suggest
2: that- I suggest that listening is perhaps not your strongest point, Pete. From from, but, but uh, that's... I
7: will take that.
2: Okay. Well, well done for paying attention. <laughs> you live
3: there. and learn. And do you know what? There's a lid for every part. Maybe she wasn't the right one. It's best you find out before there are any kids involved, etc. Um.
2: Yes. Well. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well. Um. Uh, did you? What? Well, did you know it was coming? Did you have an inkling?
7: Yeah, I mean, we've broken up several times oh. and then got once get But this is, this is it. This is so, the one. This is the one. So now it's kind of coming in terms of that. I've been, mean, you know, I've been learning French and everything. And, you know, I got to gain that out of it, but, and other things, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's not all. It not sucks,
2: well man. It really, really sucks. Um, how are you
7: feeling? I think it's still that kind of shock stage where you don't really know what's going on. And you're like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, and sort of. Try. I'll call radar, it'll all be fine. But then, <laughs> when, you,
2: then yeah. when you when you you press the off button to <laughs> yeah. end this call, you'll be back yeah. in your flat on your own, feeling miserable. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm not that. saying that, you know, because <laughs> I I know that feeling. I, I know that <laughs> yeah. you put the phone down, and that's it. Suddenly, you're back in the real world. Um, what yeah. you, what you got planned for tomorrow?
7: Uh, I'm not sure about tomorrow. I think this weekend I will probably partake of some drinks you're gonna get on it you're um, gonna
2: get bang on it <laughs> good lads
7: <laughs> no no no. well that would be my natural impulse but i'm gonna try not to be a puppet
2: um but what, so. uh, what i'm
7: i'm more interested about what what does it tomorrow thursday Are you working uh, no, no, no. So I've just moved back to the UK. So, so my how are you going to look? How, how are you going to. Generally I, bereft.
2: I'm not going to. I'm no. not asking you out for lunch or anything, so don't think that. I've got a busy day tomorrow. I've got a very important meeting. Yeah, um,
7: lunch is fine. No. What we, so it's one? No, no, one ish? No, one? Two. Never going to happen. What are you going to do to make sure you're all right tomorrow? I'll be okay. I will make myself go for a run. I will uh, do the thing that's quite. I, think, I don't think it's good, but I will. Kind of um, distract myself okay. with constant chat to people and blathering around or whatever. So yeah, I'll be okay. I just it's just in those dark two AM moments of like, hey! oh god.
2: Hey, I've got right. We can we can sort this fella out. Okay, it is. Is, this, is this guest? There's a story in the paper today, and we're trying to get them on the radio about sex bots okay. Oh, sex box. You're talking my language. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Where are we with the sex bot professor?
3: Well, we had a very unusual response from him, didn't we?
2: We had, a, we, there's this sex bot, um, there's this gentleman, right, who was on, um, uh, was on this morning, yeah. the other day, yesterday, and um, he has a sex bot, and um, his wife, a dad has appeared on live TV with a sex bot called Samantha, oh. who has threesomes with him and his wife.
7: <laughs> right, Riley.
2: Um, and so we're trying to get the guy that invented these to come on the well, show i'm
3: trying to get him on actually right, okay but when i wrote to his company because oh, right. it said in the um one of the papers i read that it was his company i've got this really odd message back from the guy who it would appear is the actual guy behind the whole he's company. fulfilling everybody's
2: fantasy this if th- that fantasy is Gary to have Beck sex bot. with a th- robot
3: this fellow apparently is just a salesman but still i mean it's a story isn't it listen to this this guy reckons that here we go because I said no tricks, no mockery. We just want we just listen. Listen to this, Pete. This yeah. is the
2: most nuts email you could get, right?
3: <laughs> Dear Catherine, thank you for your email. Day by day, people buy our products, and others in the market and people get used to them. In the near future, people will marry and have children, maybe with machines. That'd be hard. Yeah, a few tens of years is nothing from a point of view of evolution. So soon, people will laugh at the haters as basically primitive people that couldn't see the future. Wow. The machines we sell at the moment are relatively primitive as all technologies when they start it's particularly interesting you mention mockery since i have to find anyone to challenge me convincingly from the actual publication of the samantha project in the robotics and automation journal to the live interviews i attend personally Uh, the only times i've been embarrassed is when people actually edit as they think best for example as the bbc i understand might have done very maliciously <clears throat> the bbc has now invited me for a live debate there they cannot laugh because i am present and i am cunning work really hard and have a real vision so i'm really looking forward to attend having said that for us to send our best salesperson aaron this fella that's was on this morning sex bot, to you is an investment i really hope you agree and in that sense whether you make a mockery or not is down to you <laughs> since it is your show
2: thank you so when's aaron coming on well he cc'd his email
3: and i've got nothing from aaron but maybe he's busy. well then
2: with- you need to write have you written back Right back. Right, right back, say so, Aaron. Uh, let's make let, let's make this happen. We're talking about you tonight. Can you
7: come on tonight? And,
3: and maybe Sa- Samantha might pass on the message.
7: Yeah, there we go. Who thinks that being with a sex bot is cheating if you're with a partner?
2: Ooh, the, I, I love like these that. ethical questions. This is this is great. Is if you're with in a committed relationship is having sex with a sex bot um, cheating, because I mean, it's technically, it's it's a posh wink, isn't it? Yeah, you're not really having
3: sex with anybody, are you? You are having sex on something.
2: It's, it's a little bit more advanced than wearing a glove, I admit. But um, <laughs> a hell of a glove, yeah. Pete knows what I'm talking about. Um, but it's, <laughs> I will do now. Yeah, oh go. god. Oh, it's, it really <laughs> is classic. Oh, god. But um, but it, yeah, I, no, I don't think it is cheating.
3: Although I would object, I think to having. But, I mean, it's it's like. All right, I'm going to say it. It's like having off with a corpse. No, it's not. What oh, it is totally it like?
2: is. You are really saying stuff just to get a reaction. No, out it of me totally tonight. is. It's
3: like,
8: oh, yeah, no, it's
2: not. Well, all right, if, all right, okay. You go home, and you there are um, there are two bodies on on the kitchen table. Right, there's a Sounds dead body, romantic. and there's a sex bot, and your husband yeah. is having it away with one of them. Which would you rather he were having it away with? Wow,
3: that scenario is never going to happen. Well, you yeah, have got <laughs> very, very small work services. Right. would
2: you be more shocked if he was having it off with a dead body or the, the sex bot? Which would be the more shocking? All right,
3: okay, I get... Oh,
2: so, hello. Hello. Who's buzzing?
3: Him.
7: That was me, sorry. It's only day
3: just... one and you already Mate, mate, she, <laughs> she wants you back.
7: <laughs> no, I don't know, it's, um... Anyway, well, I'm not going to... Carry on to the sex bot.
3: <gasps> Tinder. Um, is it Tinder?
7: It, is it Tinder? <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course, I'm. Pete, listen, we're gonna do at our, least twenty-three hours.
2: We're gonna do our best, Pete, to see if we can blag um,
7: a go on a sex bot for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the. Yeah, I'll come in. At, well. Steady. I'll come into the studio Thank you very and meet much.
2: the sex bot. Pete, it will happen. Listen, best of luck. I'm sorry for your bad news. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio.
1: Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. <laughs> You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
2: 03444991000 at midnight we're joined by Dennis Lacorriere uh, from Dr Hook. <clears throat> Here's an interesting thing uh, uh, pop fans. So um uh, uh, the I believe he's the bass player in the the incarnation of Dr Hook that is traveling at the moment. It's a gentleman called John Poole. John Poole was um the lead guitarist in the Cardiacs for a while. Now there's an interesting thing because let me just let's just do a little compare and, um, contrast, okay? So, um, let's just have a little, uh, hang on a second. So, um, okay, so for the last three or four months, John Poole will have been playing songs like,
9: uh, like this.
10: Sylvia's mother Sylvia's busy, too busy to come to the phone. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's trying to start a new life of a room. Mo-
2: so that's what he's been playing for the last three or four months when I knew John Paul and I didn't know him. LA, he was playing this. This has got the most sing-along chorus. This is just as sing-along as Sylvia's mother. Here we go. Ready? There we Never, ever sing like Barky. We wanna be like no ah. we, we, like there we go, so that's um that's a that's a pop crossover if ever there was one.
4: Jerry's back good evening Jerry Hey one weird banned the cardiac.
2: They were great the I've cardiacs.
4: We'll buy um a seven inch they want his faded to... Amazing, difference. Just in custody. I've, I've got a question for you. Do you need to separate natural deaths from the
2: suicides. Are we talking about in, in um, prison? Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. no, I don't think. Well, if we if
2: if we were to follow uh, Jonathan's thing, uh, that we, I mean, we we wouldn't. It would inc- it would include all deaths. I suspect that there is sadly um, a high number of suicides in prison, which is terrible. <laughs> it's
4: just uh, terrible. No, no Prison doesn't work. Prison... You know, in the old have to pay to go to prison. And pay for prison. Pay rent to, to prison. You should be
2: prisoner. I'm struggling. I'm, it's not the phone, Jerry. It's hey. your mouth.
4: It's my um, mouth. I'm
2: struggling with you a bit tonight, yeah.
4: buddy.
2: Uh, you, you, you should have to pay to go to prison. You yeah. should have to pay to... This is, know, hang on a minute. That is the most nuts idea and I've ever heard. You thing should thing pay, you to pay to pay. go to prison? In the old
4: thing you have to pay to prison. And the old lady just paid to go to
2: prison. What, if you couldn't afford to pay? I don't know. There it's we like... go, you see. Do you see the flaw in that plan?
4: Yeah, but it's true, yes. I think I do think About my degree.
2: Uh, we got a text here. Andrew says, I think it only counts as cheating if the sex bot is better looking than your partner. That's from Andrew. Well,
4: it's a sex
3: bot.
4: Like Cash
2: pull in the face. Yeah. You really are in a in a nasty mood tonight.
3: I'm not. I just find it kind of... Um... Go on. Uh, Thanks. There we go. Uh
2: I think but it's
3: I think it's quite dangerous. Evening.
2: Dangerous. Well, in case, in case, Because I don't think you'd have it plugged in at the mains, if that's what you're worried no, about. No, I don't mean that. I mean
3: like having this thing that's just an object for you to rut with.
2: That's just, Hey, uh, that's just girls. Is that what you. I'm talking about? High five, guys. Yes, that's what I mean. I know what we've I mean. mean. We've already
3: got a really kind of porny-inspired generation. No, no, no. I I
2: but, 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 but I just think we've had blow-up dolls for years and years and years. I just think it's an extension that. Uh, uh,
8: Jerry? Hello? Yes? No, he wouldn't cheat on you.
4: He's been doing your next sale at five o'clock in the morning. Nothing worse than that. Just sitting over three poxies, mint, in the cube. He's mad. I'm
2: getting every fifth word tonight, Jerry. I'm really struggling, mate. Uh,
4: sorry, he's, he's been dragged off next in the sale. It's five o'clock in the, morning. Oh. O'clock in the bloody morning. I o'clock in the morning
2: next sale. The no. next sale at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, what are you banging on about? My
4: girlfriend is telling me sex bot you up to the sales at five the morning. Oh, the
2: sex bot taking you to the sales? I'll uh, oh, see. Right. Well, uh, we can but dream, Jerry. We can but dream. Uh, uh,
4: sex bot
2: can we try one? <laughs> uh, we'll see if we can. We'll see if we can get a sex bot for you. Once Pete's had a go, uh, we'll send. It? We'll send it up, uh, up to uh, you. Clean
4: this out
2: for me. Okay. Thank, oh, you, thank you very much, Jerry. That's, that's all we need. Uh, uh, dearie dearie. A dad has appeared on uh, live TV with a sex robot called Samantha who has threesomes with him and his wife. Aaron Squire left this morning hosts Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield speechless and viewers stunned with the life-size brunette doll. The face looks like there was an American guy, an American ventriloquist, and the face of the doll looks like the face of the ventriloquist dummies that he used to have. Slightly, um... Uh, I can't say that, slightly um, uh, uh, exaggerated features. The dad even lets his children play with the doll but this guy's a salesman, is he? For yeah, it? he is. Okay. That uh, makes me a little bit suspicious.
3: Apparently it's got a family friendly mode so it doesn't talk dirty to his kids.
2: The dad even lets his children play with the doll and said the kids aged three and five have accepted her as part of the family. Her sex mode was switched off during the interview in case the machine blurted out pre-programmed Racy lines, including "I can take it many times," oh, God. and "I take it all." Wife Hannah said she was very happy to enjoy three-way sex with the robotic babe <laughs> during the show. Aaron, by the way, th- th- let's just let's just clarify this, right? Sex with robots is absolutely. Nothing new.
6: My name's David Babcock, and I got two of us stuck on me knobs. So
2: it is. It is nothing new. This has been going on for weeks in our listenership. During the show, Aaron, thirty-six of North North Wales, tenderly placed his hand on Samantha's hand while her fingers rested on his knee. Confirming their sex sessions, Hannah said, "We have fun with her." I have no worry about someone else there for Aaron to have a relationship with. Host Phil joked, well, he can't run off with her as it took two of you to carry her
3: in. <laughs> Good one, Phil.
2: That's why Phil gets the big bucks. <laughs> he then added, it's a bit like making love to a car GPS, isn't it? What a strange thing to say, Philip. Aaron replies, I don't think so. He's tried that. The family man told... The family man told, said... The family man said, humans love human forms. so obviously I think she's very beautiful. Would you agree she's very beautiful? Holly hit back. No, she's a doll. The thing is, you can't get away from the fact she's not real. Mum of three, Holly, told Aaron his children would ask why Daddy has sex with Samantha and Samantha's not Mummy when they got older. Aaron claimed the world's changing and argued Samantha was like a real woman. Oh, God. Describing the moment... He touched Samantha. Philip said, It was a good feeling of skin, but it was cold. She was like a corpse. Aaron runs a website selling the lifelike sex aids, which start from £2,000. The bot can also talk about philosophy and science and tell jokes.
3: There you go. All your emotional needs met.
2: Oh, 03444991000. Four, I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio.
11: After hours
1: amusement for anarchists, air hostesses and jet lagged antipodeans. Good night, culvers. Can I crash on your floor. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
2: Dennis is next Wednesday. I've just messaged Dennis Le Corrier from Dr. Hook. Where, what's your phone number? He said, What? For the interview, no, 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 you said next Wednesday. I'm I'm packing to fly to Denmark in the morning. Oh, gee, sorry, man. This is the thing. My, I told I'd said earlier on. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. My head is all over the shop. I'm I'm missing uh, appointments. I'm getting the dates wrong. I'm I'm behind on my readings. I am all over the shop. But we will have Dennis on next week. That's happening. That's happening. Let's go to uh, John. Good evening, John.
12: Yes. Indeed. Good evening, all.
2: Yes, indeed, and welcome, sir.
12: I saw some of the, um, the programme yesterday with Phil and um, Holly Holly Willoughby. Yes. And uh, I just... Um, what you said made me ring, and I, I think they've got quite a long way to go. I don't think Cass should be too concerned about this, because... She's this, not out um, of her job
2: yet, then. so I didn't mean it sound yes! like that. Sorry, that, that sounded... didn't mean that at all.
3: Did you mean womankind, or me in particular, because it matters? <laughs>
2: But um, yes. just, I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you were sat there, dressing gown agape, oh, ready, yes. and then you were. Uh, I'll go. I'll go and have another bowl of cornflakes.
12: Well, uh, well, no. Thing is, uh, it it just sat there. <laughs> itch, See, I'm calling it an itch
8: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
12: She just sat there. Apologies, Samantha. Sh- Samantha just sat there. She didn't. The bit I saw anyway. She didn't move. No. She didn't say anything. She. <laughs> She sat there with, quite frankly, a rather glazed expression. She's
2: got her her hand on his knee, and it's the same sort of hand that Kermit the Frog has.
12: (laughs) (laughs) And the thing was, you know how earnest Phil can be? Oh, yes. (laughs) Towards the end of the interview, he said, I I can't do this word for her, but he said, um, oh, he said, I I I felt either her or one of those earlier. And I was was a bit disappointed, because it it felt, it felt very, it felt very cold. He was very hesitant about this, and, and then he said it felt, she felt rather like a corpse. Yeah. Now, <laughs> oh. it does make you wonder, what does he do in his spare time? I've touched a corpse, you've,
2: you must have touched a corpse, haven't you, John?
12: <laughs> haven't you? Uh...
2: I've held a dead lady's hand. Idiot! No, no, I've done that. Have you touched a corpse, Kath?
3: No, uh, no, I don't think I have.
2: I've held a dead. uh, I I had the the, the great honour of holding a dead lady's hand while she was lying in state. So I I, I don't think it's that rare to have uh, to have touched a corpse. No. Am I the only person
12: that's that's touched a corpse? (laughs) (laughs) Coming out loud, I thought everybody had. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with. It's just the way that he said it, as if he'd been around sampling them.
2: Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Philip doesn't. Philip is uh, one of the nicest people in show business, and uh, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't. So you, you are, you do not. I, I mean, it's all a little bit of titillation, the the, the sex doll story, mm. and uh, it's it, all the newspapers are getting hot under the collar. But um, mm. the thing is, robot robots now are rubbish. They're rubbish. We went to a robot. I took the boys to a, a robot exhibition at the Science Museum. Mm -hmm. And they were all absolutely rubbish. They can't do anything, they can't talk properly, they can't think, you can't have a conversation, they don't look human, they can't move like a human, it's rubbish. This
3: is the thing, right? The newspapers and the Daily Star in particular are obsessed with these sex robots, but then like you say, they're not actually sex robots, are they? They're sex dolls. If you say sex robot, you think of Daryl Hannah in Blade Runner, you know, some kind of machine that might be able to, um I don't know, play the game uh, from her perspective too, if you know what I mean, rather than just being this kind of... um well, just a, a dead weight.
12: Shall I put my cards on the table? Go on.
2: Ooh, John's got cards, yes. I didn't <laughs> know we were playing a card game, but away you go, sir.
12: I, I, I watched Humans on um, Channel 4. Now,
2: is that... I didn't watch it, but I saw, like most programmes, I got all of my knowledge from seeing a billboard poster of it. That's where there were um, there were robots, but they were like humans um, and, um, yes.
3: Like androids. Yeah,
12: don't judge me. They were sexy robots. Yeah, but they were humans. Yeah, well, they were pretend robots. No, but they, they? were actually. They were.
2: But they were humans. It's like me saying that the, the uh, robots in Battlestar Galactica, the remake, were hot. Yep, because they were humans. Y- you
12: see, if you were to if you were to ask me, <laughs> would I be interested
2: in sex um, with an actor? Then the answer to that would be yes. <laughs> that, that, that those were actors. They weren't sex robots. <laughs> If they were like the sexy robots and humans, I They mean, were... I wouldn't be interested. Thanks very much for calling, John. They were actors. And do you notice how um, I'm being modern by saying actors? Yeah. We don't say actresses anymore, do we?
3: Well done. Almost makes up for what you said before.
2: Well, um, I, we, I give with one hand and I take with uh, the other. 0344-499-1000 oh, four, 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 nine, nine, is the telephone number. Good
6: evening, David. Hello, yeah yeah, yep. Yeah. All right team. Yeah. Hello, David. How are you are you all right,
3: Kathleen? I'm all right, how are you?
6: I'm not too bad, thank you. We're we're all friends now.
3: Absolutely.
2: Um yeah, I guess I guess I mean as much as we were. I guess we are yeah. friends. I got, got I felt a little bit uncomfortable with your um uh, dad phoning up last night and having a pop at me. I thought that was a little bit uh, well, below the belt, but not as below the belt as this. My
6: name's David Babcock and I got two us stuck on my knob.
2: Oh, that was, I mean, that's literally below
6: the yeah, belt. Yeah, um, well, so, uh, but yeah. yeah. Try, trying to move on from that and remind people that I am actually a uh, paranormal investigator skilled.
2: I saw the footage that you posted online. What of? A ghost. Apparently. Did you see it? No, they're right. The hooded ghost. I did see it. It was incredible footage. Can you retweet? it? Are you able to retweet it now? And I'll and
6: I'll retweet it, and people can have a look at it. I don't think it's too far down my timeline.
3: Oh, you lazy thing! Just retweet it. I don't know how to. Uh,
6: second. Oh jeez. The. Um, profile.
8: Oh jeez. Oh,
6: the second thing on my timeline. Right, well, I'll I'll find it and I'll do it. Oh, no. Thanks, Ian. Hey, Gaff. Go on. What, you, what have you been up to then?
3: <laughs> Great
6: opening line, buddy. Why? I just, I don't, you know, I haven't well I well Ian's doing that, I haven't spoken to you in a while.
3: No, you haven't. You've been too busy hoovering.
6: I've not been hoovering. Never mind that. What have you been up to? Why? I'd just like to talk to you.
3: Okay. What have I been up to? So today I had a lazy day. I've started Oh, bugger! <laughs> no Right. Bad, bad cop
2: He's gone, I'm not having that. I am not having that. Are you uh, that are you alright?
3: Yeah, I think that I'm is okay. I'm
2: not having that. Not having that, not on my show. Dig uh, That God. sounded
3: like it was even stronger suction than before.
2: He's got one of those um, Hoover's that have been banned by the EU. I think I think that's what that is. I think that's exactly uh, that's exactly what that is. Oh three four four. We're not having that. We're not having that. No 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 no. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Paul.
5: Good evening. I hear you're struggling a little bit today, Ian. Um, I'm I'm stressed. I'm very stressed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Stressed out mentally, things like that. It's Roll Doll Day today, yeah. That's why I'm so stressed. Okay. I always well, get stressed I, on Roll okay. Dahl Day. Hear me out. Hear me out. Something Roll Dahl wrote that might Charlie mic- and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie, no, th- champion of the world. world. The Great Glass no, Elevator. Some, uh, Twix. No, some, the Angry Crocodile. Some,
3: um, revolting rhymes.
2: in the Giant Peach, The one yeah, where he uh, makes um uh, George's Marvelous Medicine.
3: BFG. Okay.
2: Fantastic, Mister Fox. Yeah. Great Glass well, Elevator.
3: Boy, well, I'm going, to be fantastic going solo. Mr. Hang on, was, Fox, hang on, hang
2: in? on. Shut up, Paul, shut up. Was the fantastic Mr Fox rolled Dahl? Yeah. Oh, God. Yes.
8: Well, I'm going to be fantastic oh, and the Mr. magic Fox, finger. Oh, hang in? on, let's,
2: let's listen to this, because the quicker we, he says it, the quicker we can... OK, there.
5: I'll get it over quickly. Yes. It might help you in. Yes. Something unknown, pretty unknown that Roald Dahl wrote. Yes. I, I began to realise how important it was to be an enthusiast in life. If you are interested in something, no matter what it is, go at it full speed. Embrace it with both arms. Hug it, love it, and above all, become passionate about it. Lukewarm is no good. I used to go to school with a kid called (laughs)
4: Lukewarm.
5: I used to go to a school
2: with a with a guy called Tom Bowler. That- Thank you very much. I went to a school with a guy called Wayne King, and that's a true story. I went to school with a boy called Richard Head. There you. I mean, it's just parents. Just think what you're doing, parents. Think what you are doing. For goodness sakes, it's almost like we're planning this show, because there's a story in the 0344 There's a story in... Um... It feels like there's a slight delay on the phone lines, because everyone seems to be talking over each other today. Um, The trendy baby names that upset the grandparents. It often provokes heated debate between the mother and the father. But the choice of a baby's name is far more likely to upset the grandparents, research shows today. One in five of them hate their grandchildren's name, objecting to them as odd, ugly unconventional or old-fashioned. My father-in-law can't say my youngest's name properly. Oh. Doesn't say it properly. And every time it's like... Mm. But I'm never going to correct him. It's it's fine. But It, it just says it slightly differently. Uh, or merely being upset that their own suggestions were ignored. Names most hated by the older generation include Aurora, Tabitha. I like Tabitha. Mm-hmm. I've liked that ever since Bewitched. Bedazzled. Bewitched. Bewitched. Um, Finn... And Elijah. But he's a solid name. James. Good evening, James.
12: Hello. Hello, James. Oh, hello, Ian. Hello, oh, James. I through
6: quickly. Hi, well,
12: um, Ian. Um, no, I, I thought it was strange that um, people um, haven't touched
6: a body. Can you
2: turn the radio off? Because I want to talk to you about this more.
12: Yeah, hold on. Sorry, I thought I'd minimised it. There we go. Sorry.
2: Mm, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you've, you've touched a dead body, haven't you, James?
0: I've touched loads of dead bodies. Well, how many have you touched? Well, two. Yeah. Three. No, three. Sorry, three. I... Four. Four. Sorry, four.
12: Wowzers. All my grandparents, and I think it's it's a kind of natural, normal thing
11: to do.
2: I haven't touched any... I didn't touch any of my grandparents, but when my wife's grandmother died a few years ago, she was a delightful lady, and we we went and... uh, uh, she was. Uh, we all went to her room where she lived, and the family were there, and she, and she was lying in bed and she was dead and everyone was having a cup of tea and a slice of cake and was talking and it was i'd never been in a situation like that before and i did find it a little bit odd to begin with and then uh, one of my wife's aunts said would you like to sit next to her and hold her hand and i thought uh, do you know actually yes i would because i've i never i never had and i did feel a little bit odd if i'm honest um mainly because it wasn't my wasn't my grandmother and i didn't know her that well i knew her a bit uh, her last words to me were, well, will you please shut up um okay. Uh you'd not go on something like that uh and um but yes, yeah, and hold her hand for ten minutes, and I'm glad i did
12: it's very it's very weird going from being in a room with them to actually touching them because it's, it's, it's not did you think because it's not them is it it's not them it's just it's just a shell and I think you have to you have to experience that to realize it
2: yeah it is really is the weirdest, weirdest thing. Because you, you, you know, I mean, I did see my granddad when he was dead. I didn't touch him, but I did see him, and I, I just thought it's not, it's not him, you know. It's just, it's, it's a husk. It's where he used to live, but he doesn't live in there anymore.
12: It's very bizarre. I mean, um, um, at what age do you think it should be normal for children to see something like that, or t- or touch? the oh. body you touch the hand or something. oh god i don't
2: i I don't know I, it's one of those things that you kind of have to play it by ear really and i would never insist that they go and touch the body i'll never insist that they go and see it but um i would certainly um uh, i would certainly give them the offer of doing it if they wanted to
3: i think it also depends in the state that they've been left in for heaven's sake the first dead body i saw was my granddad's and it was horrific. Oh, no,
2: this is after they've been cleaned up and stuff. Yeah, but this
3: is the thing. With The family were all let back in the room, and they hadn't done it properly, and so it looked like they'd just... Because he'd had a ventilation tube in. It looked like they'd just pulled... it didn't look at peace, and it was something that oh, took no, me a long no, time no, to go no, no.
2: no, you wouldn't do like that. You, 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 you wait till it's till they've, they've done a good job. You go yeah. and check it out for the kids, and you say, look, he's in... I, I, I think... My, I think my 7 year old for example now i would if that situation arose and, and uh, touch wood it, it we're a long way off that but i would invite him i would i would sit down and have a chat with him and offer him that invitation and um i would would hesitate to to do the same to my 5 year old although when you know when their rabbit died we thought they'd be heartbroken they said can we see the skeleton so uh, you know, James. Uh, listen, I've got to go. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, it's one of those things, isn't it? Oh uh, three five. Here's the thing, and I always say, this, we don't talk about death enough, and we don't. We should have death lessons at school. Because I don't know how to arrange a funeral. I don't know what you do. I don't know the cheapest way to arrange a funeral. We should have death lessons. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The hour has zipped by, guys. Absolutely zipped by. I am Ian Lee. This is the late night alternative. You are listening to Talk Radio.
1: Talk Radio. 0344
2: 499 1000. Clive, then Sally, then it could be
1: you, dear listener. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk, talk radio. radio.
10: We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be Every stop I make I make a new friend Can't stay for long Just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want Oh, what is my own? the world, is waiting to unfold, a brand new tale, no one has ever told, we've journeyed far but, you know it won't be long, we're almost there, we've paid our fare with a hobo song, maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down, until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on, so we
2: forget uh this sunday as well as me doing the sean virgin radio uh at 10 o'clock in the morning uh seven o'clock in the evening Catherine and i will be doing our only london rabbit hole appearance in the year 2017 um you can still get tickets i've just tweeted the link uh if you google king's place rabbit hole it will pop up and as always we will stick around afterwards and uh shake hands and have pictures and stuff then the saturday after that we've got tickets to go and see a play did you oh, know yeah, that? Sat- it, after that right. yeah, Saturday after that, we have got tickets going to go and see a play, and then on Saturday evening, I will be playing the radio. I know it sounds nuts. I um, mean, it could be a car crash; it could be fun. I don't know. But it's Saturday evening this is not this Saturday. The Saturday after at the big green bookshop in wood green i will be playing the radio for about 45 minutes what does that mean i'm not totally totally sure and as, as we get closer and closer to it um the more i think ah this is a crazy idea and it's maybe it's a dumb idea um but it's happening and you are welcome to come along tickets are only 10 quid for that and if you go to ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dash Lee ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dash Lee again I will tweet the link um, in a couple of minutes 0344
6: is the phone number good evening Clive good evening Ian Clive
13: here hello Clive how are you doing very well thank you good Clive Rickard now, apparently, is my name. Oh, yeah, Thanks Clive. Oh, you. it's
2: that Clive. I do apologise. Yes, he's. Uh, gosh, I thought, who's this? Who's this? Mi- no, we don't have a caller that's as miserable as. And then I thought, ah, yes, you used to be called Kyle. I remember. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Because the neighbour thinks you're called Clive. Yeah. We thought to make it easier, Emmy's yep. I mean, probably right, isn't he? So let's all call you Clive. Let's
13: all call you Clive, Kyle. Well, what? Do you know what? I can get him listening if you want. I can go and knock on now. Not like
6: that. Go but and knock could- on his door now. Well, I'm just... Uh, he might be in bed. What well, hang <laughs> well,
2: yeah, on a minute. You're the one... You're, you're Mr. Billy Big Boots who said I can go and get him. Then when I, did, when I said ask you to do it, you started bricking it.
13: Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I bottled it.
2: <laughs> fair play. Well, fair play. I respect that. He's, <laughs> I, I respect a man who... who and I've done that many times who can put their hands up and say, yeah, no, I've bottled it. No, I've bottled it. Well done, uh, Clive.
13: Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, no, the thing was about the... Uh, the dead people. So, uh, the, so, you know, not obviously, but when my nan passed away, I did hold a hand when she, you know, quite, yep. quite sad. The other one is, uh, I don't know, whether it's, I can't look out now whether you'll find it humorous or just like really sick.
2: Oh, oh, that's always, that's always a tough call. Go on.
13: Oh, just, I've, yeah, I've just realised that didn't come out like the way I meant it. To sound.
2: Okay, let's Sorry. hear it. Let's hear it.
13: Okay, so. Basically, I had been uh, I'd been going out with somebody who was brilliant. I we'd split up. I was going out with somebody else, yeah. but uh, and I was a bit of a dodge pot. I was still not seeing my ex on the sly, yeah. but we, we were we were friendly. You mm. I me, mean?
2: but but, but you, so there was no was there any sexual contact no. going
13: on there? No, uh,
2: but your new partner didn't know you were seeing the old one. You're no. still friends with them. Yes. Okay. Well,
3: that's worse, you know, emotional stuff. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, crack on.
2: People say that the emotional stuff is worse than the sexual stuff. I think, that, I think the sexual stuff is.
13: Anyway, go on. It was a long time ago, Casper. but anyway, so uh, what yep. I did was I finished work one day. I used to work mornings. So I agreed to meet... I'm trying to think of... I'll just say a name because I'm not saying the last name. So I agreed to meet my friend Jeanette yep. uh, for a quick coffee after work, and we were wandering around town... And, uh, in Rochdale, and next to the tap, there was, like, a, a guy sat on the bench, and he was sort of over, oh. And over, and there was, like, a gang of them all used to sit around this park, yep. this cenotaph thing, yeah. and they were all necking Special Brew or whatever. Oh, but this one guy was shouting at his friend. It's the January 3rd, He was shouting at his friend. Yeah. So me and Jeanette went over, and we were like... Now, hang on. Jeanette, you know,
2: is it was oh, is Jeanette the, the ex X. or
13: the current? ex. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so we wondered. Honestly, absolutely, promise you, true. So we went. So we went over and we said, "Oh, what's going on?" And this drunk fellow was like, "Oh, my mate, he's not responding to me." So we had a look, and uh, and this oh, this is grim. So, and he'd been sick in his mouth. You could see it, and his lips were blue. Wow. And he he died, but it was quite a warm. I always remember this. It was quite a, quite a warm day, so he didn't feel cold. Mm. So we laid him down the floor, and oh, this sounds awful. I thought there's no point. Even is because because he, he's dead, basically, yeah. so, you know, you couldn't do mouth to mouth. So this happened, you know, ran off uh, to like a phone box, rang an ambulance, uh, next thing, police and ambulance showed up or whatever. And, and you know, we had to sort of said to this bloke, you know, we're we really sorry, you, your friends died. And, um, you know, and then the police were asking loads of questions, like, who are you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, anyway. But the weirdest thing was, mm-hmm. is that uh, two of my current girlfriend's mates were walking a dog past the scene, oh. and they were like, uh, "And they were like, what's going on? What's going on? So we had to explain everything, and I thought they were going to go straight back to my current girlfriend. And I actually. Hang did on, hang on, work. hang on. Go
2: on. Were you not going to tell your current girlfriend that you found a dead man? No. Hmm?
13: What? No, no, because what, the You weren't going to tell I... your current girlfriend that you'd found a corpse in the street. No, and do you know what? I promise you, Jeanette's probably not listening, but I will, I will keep a copy and I will play it to it, and Jeanette would happily ring up and go, yeah, that's all good. Yeah, no, I'm not going to... No, because my current girlfriend would have killed me.
3: But why? Yeah,
13: but... because, because because her mates had sent me and my ex, Having a bit of a conflag, and they would have gone straight back, going, "Oh, Cal's not. Spo- Clive's not supposed to be seeing her anymore." And uh, but, but could you saying? not have? Okay, let's enter
2: the devious mind of a man for a while because I am one. Okay,
13: could you not have? Right, forget that
2: their friends have come. The, her friends have come along. Were you not going to say, "Oh, a terrible day today. I found a dead body. I found it on my own. I was on my own, and I found a dead man."
13: No, because the, the, everyone kind of knew each other. So they would have said to her, oh, we've just seen Jeanette with Kyle. But even if... So,
2: forget that those her but, friends came along. So imagine they yeah, hadn't yeah. come
13: along. Would you still not have told her? Um, I... No, no. I, in that case, I probably would have said what had happened. Because I was in the situation then, <laughs> and you're a bloke, Ian, <laughs> so you <laughs> must... Right, you <laughs> must have done some digging. Is that, um, is that fair to say? Oh, God,
2: mate, tell me about it. Yeah, I'm paying the right. price now, let me say.
13: Right, so I... Um, Got home that night because yes. uh, I was living with my, go- with my current girlfriend in my flat then. Ooh. And I, I genuinely, and yes. this is so, and, and Kathy will get this as well, right? And think, men are such idiots. Yeah, I genuinely went and I thought, right, these two girls, they've seen me and Jeanette having a conf lab, right? I found this dead bloke, right? Okay. So I went in and I, <laughs> I genuinely went in and uh, yeah. said, you're all right? You've been out a bit? And I went, yeah, yeah you will never guess who I bumped into in town, and uh, she was like, "Oh, who was that?" And I said, "Jeanette, I've not I've not seen her for ages." Um. And then and then obviously because obviously her mates, my current girlfriend's mates, had had been, had been straight up and told her, and she was like, "Yeah, I know all about it." Uh-huh. <laughs> but I but I can't believe that that was the best thing I could think of to say at the time. But you'll never guess who I've just seen.
3: Yeah, and suspicious as hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and how much longer did
13: that relationship last? Last? Well, that was the one from when I I rang in before. That was the lady who stayed for a few months, and then we had the ten-year gap, and then we were together uh, for five years until sort of kind of recently. So uh, it's, all, well, it's
2: all a faff, well, in it? Well. It's such a relationships are such a faff, uh, client. I nearly you, got your name wrong. I nearly called you. Can't. No, it's all right. it, relation, relationships are such a faff, aren't they?
13: But why? Why did I even think of like? But it was the weird thing of like rather than just front it and be honest yeah. and just be straight. It was like I need to think of the most yeah. convoluted yeah. lie to yeah. dig yeah. my. Oh, well, I get that. You brother. Know, you I know the answer that. to
3: that question because you felt Go guilty on. about it because it wasn't just being friends.
13: It was well, and, and, no, and it's it bizarre cause the, well, this is this has led to like a, a longer. So I feel almost like the dead man's been pushed to the sidelines now. But no, that yeah, that genuinely happened.
3: Yeah, mm. but yeah, you I know, wouldn't, you,
13: I wouldn't do it now.
3: Well, you know, the thing that you should have done was mm. said, right? Listen, I, I I stupidly was keeping it from you because I thought that it was you wouldn't react well. But I realise that was stupid. Now let's talk about it.
0: Um, but, but, uh, oh, you'll never no guess way.
3: who I ran into, flipping it.
2: But that would oh, be my natural, that would be my default setting, because I'm a-, I'm a dishonest person as well. I'm not saying you're necessarily inherently dishonest, but, but that is a dishonest thing you've done, Clive. <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I'm a dishonest person as well.
13: No, I was going to say it, and it's no excuse. I, I do, it's weird, because I feel like I apologise to Catherine, and, and, and you both clearly get it, but I, I just sort of think I was 19, and it's yeah. no excuse, and I shouldn't have been. But now, I clearly wouldn't do that. But I just thought, it was just that stupidity in my head of, yeah, this, this is actually 1% believable, when clearly none of it was believable, was it? Clive, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much
2: indeed. Wowzers. What a... Uh, do you know, I've just had deja vu. Isn't that funny? I've well, just had he, it. He has phoned us before. No, I know, no, but that... that, that I've just read a message from Dennis on twitter and then i turned my head and and I, everything I, everything was deja vu is funny isn't it, 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 it what's the latest theory on deja vu it, 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 they say it's a little electrical pulse going between two separate parts of the brain the present and the memory or something and so you 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 think that nah, or maybe just maybe i have lived this moment before
3: maybe isn't there a connection with epilepsy
2: um i don't know oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio
1: Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens.
14: Unrelated to Jedwood and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers. Aye, aye. And
1: Distant Fathers. Yeah, well. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. That guy,
2: is his name Anthony? He's my favourite caller of the moment. He's my favourite because he is. Um, one of the joys of doing this show is that we reach out to. to we get some very very vigilant and open-minded uh listeners and callers and he is one of them and i like that guy um the guy the the um the the, the seance man that um, got the message from George Michael that yeah. Jerry Halliwell was going to have a big pop career again he was going to come on and now he's backed away a bit well,
3: hasn't he well Ian Lawman, this is yep. but he is to be fair to him he is on Channel 5 all night tonight okay. um, with Charlotte Crosby and various other artists
2: is that live in the
3: dark Yeah. is it oh ok so I mean it may be that he's just okay. slipped his mind yeah yeah but, well, I'd, um, li-
2: l- I'd love to talk to him he suggested
3: tomorrow might be good so I'm hoping that he'll come okay. back
2: ok very very nice 03444991000 good evening Sally
3: Hello, Ian.
0: Hello, Cass. Hiya. Hello. How are you?
2: Stressed. Next question. Yeah,
0: I thought so. All right, then. Um, Dead bodies. Yes. Yeah. I have touched two, but I had to sleep in a room with one for about 12 hours. Here we go. Why was that? (sighs) Oh, I was in hospital um, a few years back, and a woman... In the bed directly opposite me, died.
2: Oh, so and you were in a ward. Yeah. Oh, well, that's it, that's it, not it the same. I thought you. I thought you were going to be locked in a in a bedroom or a, a, a Victorian nursery or something in a hospital ward. Well you you expect that?
0: What for twelve hours? Yeah, night time. Yeah, but the morgue was like thirty second walk. Yeah,
2: but those people are overstaffed, and you no, you were horrible. You were asleep for most of it.
0: I, wa- I wasn't. She died at dinner time. She interrupted my
3: dinner. So oh, that's
2: how rude of her! <laughs> how rude of her!
3: This is the older generation. I thought
2: you were going to say it was, you were you were locked in a schoolroom or something with her.
0: No, no, no. So I've had an odd day today. I had um, my uncle. I haven't seen for twenty nine years. Got back in touch with me today, and Uh-oh. it was very odd. Oh, so pourquoi uh, y um well, I was thinking that he was going to tell me that my dad was dead so oh. um who's in britain so Wowzers. um
2: is that is that that is that no. good, is that good
0: news Oh no he's alive so it's bad news okay. so that's, yeah okay. so but yeah I and it was it wasn't very nice and then we had all the family coming in yeah to the ward
6: hang on we are we, we were, flipping back yes,
0: between different are. stories Sorry, now okay right, right. we're, we're just, back and forth just, yeah. back back and forth, Sorry. and forth But, it was horrible cuz all the family came in and we didn't know what to do with ourselves. We were sort of stuck there, and it was it was a horrible experience. Oh
2: yeah. Here's the thing, though. When whenever I go and visit someone in hospital, I don't see the other people there. I do You know, you don't see the other people. Yeah, you, I know. You, you, yeah. You just see the person that you're coming um, uh, coming to visit.
0: Yeah, it was just so uncomfortable seeing it. And she was she was younger than me, which was made it yeah. even
2: worse.
0: Yeah. So, but um, yeah.
2: Let's go back, back and forth and forth. Why is your dad in prison?
0: Know. Oh, well, we've been over this. Do I have to go over it
2: again? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember.
0: Um, me and... You don't have to go um, over By the way, just to no, say,
2: just fine. to say, because one fine. of the, the complaints in the Ofcom was I hectored that caller. It, no, one has to, no one has to answer any of my questions and everyone can no, put the phone fine. down whenever they want.
0: No, it's fine. Um, me and his um, two sisters took him to court because he had, um, uh abused us as children
8: okay right yes
0: so yeah and
2: he went to um, so he's gone to prison for that yeah right and how long has he gone to prison for
0: um well he was he got an eight year sentence so he would have been out in four um and then he took it to an appeal because the judge mucked up the sentencing and he won so we had to go to court again yeah um, and because he made us go to court again, the judge said, um, "Well, you've got to serve another eight years, and you won't get good behaviour this time because you wow. made your major victims go through it." So he, wow. instead of serving four, he will be serving ten. Oh, in your face! I mean, that's I still not still not.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't. I would suggest it's still not long enough for a crime like that. But no. uh, um, isn't that that's 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 got a slightly delicious taste that that his appeal oh, yeah. backfired on
0: him? Oh yeah, that yeah, that's good. It's just you know. Shen that's my stomach
2: Jim, my is head. that yours yes, mine. i thought that was mine there sorry, it was
3: so
0: loud lu- so, so loud catherine's stomach
2: rumbled It was so loud i thought it was coming from me <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it reverberating in my gut
3: sorry that was very inopportune that's all right.
2: Fine. Well, uh, because we were, talking about, we were talking about families the other day, and I felt I mm-hmm. got compelled to phone up my aunt who I haven't spoken to yeah. for ages. And I phoned up one, and her number had changed. But I, I mm. think I, I seem to remember doing a phone call with her a couple of years ago. So I phoned up um, the other aunt, who is let's let's say uh, w- could be considered the slightly trickier of the uh, two aunts, and she answered. And I've not spoken to her for. Yeah. Uh, seven or eight years
6: yeah and um
2: i phoned her up a couple of weeks ago and i kind of said i'd like to own my part in us now i thought we'd fallen out over um putting my mum in a care home it's not what she thought we'd fallen out over she thought we'd fallen out over over something completely different and i said well i'd just like to put my hands up and own my part in this and um i miss you guys being my family and stuff which i do and um she uh was kind enough to remind me exactly what i had done wrong last oh. time and 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 was very generous in her advice on what i should have done instead and yeah. um and that was the end of that call so yeah. that was that that yeah. was that great to be back in the bosom of a uh, loving <laughs> no,
3: <but> the,
2: <laughs> loving family the point is
3: right your conscience is clear now because yeah. you did your bit and she can take that whichever yep. way she likes
2: exacto mundo officer yeah really
3: all right, Sally, thank you for that. Okay, bye. Ta-ta.
2: 0344. 4991000 is the telephone number. Um, we're talking about... Uh, we didn't get on onto this name story. So names most hated by the older generation include Aurora, Tabitha, Finn and Elijah. Gosh.
3: They're really inoffensive names, aren't they?
2: Finn Finn's a very common name.
3: Yeah, there's a couple of Finleys in my the not, youngest
2: not. class. No, 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 not Finley. Finn. Mm. Very, it's, it's different um but they're not they're not like um woo woo or or um pineapple Cook or anything cake. no but surprisingly perhaps they also oh here we go they also dislike traditional names such as Charlotte Jack mm. and Sally really despite the fact these are some of the most popular baby names the survey by number, suggests that at their worst the baby name wars means some family members never speak again no over a name,
3: my grandma was slightly put out that we named one of the daughters after my other grandma. Yeah,
8: but, I that's, it's but
3: that the right. thing is, yeah, well. she told us specifically, "Do not name any children after me." It's a bl- bloody awful name. Oh well,
2: that's what she she meant. She wanted you to name a child after her, of course.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and in some
2: cases, life. grandparents refuse to use the child's name at all, with nine percent never using it, and a further nine percent only using a shortened version. Mum's net and grand's net.
3: There's a grand's net.
2: Um, I think this is this is obviously pl- plugging grand's net. Nineteen percent of grandparents say they hate or have hated their grandchild's name, while fifteen percent of parents say they have a parent or in law who hates their child's name. Um, grandmothers have stronger views about baby names than grandfathers. Of course they do. Of course they do. Blokes don't care. What is what's it? What is it? Mm.
3: No, blokes. M- don't my care. dad wasn't crazy about the first one, but he got used to it.
2: Ah, yeah. Among parents who reported objections, 44% said that the complaints came from their own mother, with 42% citing mother in laws. Uh, but just 14% said the criticism came from their father. According to parents, the main reasons for grandparents objecting to their chosen name was it being too odd annoyance, their suggested name had not been used, oh god I'd never suggest a name for a grandchild, god no 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 the name being made up yeah I I dig that or it being too old fashioned so the most unpopular names are uh, for girls Aurora, Charlotte Edna (laughs) Lindsay, you don't get many baby Lindsays now do you, there's been a lot of Lindsays in the 70s and 80s, Sally Bertha, Bertha, lovely Bertha. That that was my
3: great-grandmother's name.
2: And Tabitha. And uh, blokes, Jack, Noah, Roger, Elijah. Roger. Frank, Finn, and it's on the list, and I I cannot disagree with it. Ian. (laughs) There we go. Ian is just the crappiest name ever. It's just it's because no hard letters there's too many vowels in it and n if you and has got to be one of the it's got to be the weakest of all the consonants
3: what I was think, the name you wanted to go by
2: i wanted to be uh john which is which is is what Ian means i wanted to be john i thought john was a if, if, you, if you're seriously considering that john is a better name than the one you've got then you've been given a crap name To start with. Trust me on that. Uh, For the first time this evening, the the switchboard is empty. It is absolutely empty, dear listener. Um, You are welcome to give us a call about anything you want. We've talked about dead bodies. uh, We've talked about prisons. We've talked about names, grandparents, lying to your partners. Um, I should keep a tally of all the stuff we've talked about, because we've talked about more stuff... Um, than that. You can call in about any of those things. Oh, sex bots, of course. Sex bots, sex bot, You're a sex bot. You can call in about those things or if there's anything else you want to talk about, whether it's big or small or, or whatever, 0344 499 1000. Also, I've got this delicious book that Mark Lewison gave me. It's a, it's a, a weighty old tome. Um, and it is The Radio Times Guide to TV Comedy. Over 3,000 shows. I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am in it. Um, I get two entries do you want to hear the one for the 11 o'clock show go basically on. any any comedy show that's been on British British television um, it's here um, I tell you what, I'll find it, we'll go to a break we'll come back and do it, this is Talk Radio
1: Neon lit night talk for torch scissors, trolley dollies and train wrecks like me True. never know just where the conversation will take you what I'm going to
0: say sounds ridiculous
1: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio
0: this is this is the detail that
2: this Mark Lewison goes into, isn't it, He knows more stuff about... This is a tiny entry in the great the, the, the scheme of the book. Page 253, 11 o'clock show, 109 editions, 108 30-minute episodes and one 65-minute episode. That was the Christmas special where we had James live in the studio. Uh, series 1, the 30th of September uh, to the 8th of October, 1998... Uh, series two, March twenty ninth, ninth uh, of March to the twenty ninth of April, nineteen ninety nine. Main cast: Ian Lee, Brendan Burns, Fred Macaulay, Sasha Baron Cohen, Daisy Donovan, Sarah Alexander, John Holmes, Tommy Vance, Rich Hall, Mackenzie Crook, Robert Popper, Gervais, Paul Garner, Alan Francis, Robin Ince, Alex Lowe, Ricky Grover. Um, a late night satirical sketch show running three nights a week and taped as live. It wasn't taped as live. On the day of transmission, to ensure topicality, the first series was obviously a trial run, and its format—Burns and Macaulay as anchormen, Ian Lee as sideman, Daisy Donovan as roving reporter—was not a comfortable one. Many of the elements that would feature throughout the show's run, uh, i read all this, were present, but the effects was was clumsy and self conscious. These problems were straightened out by the second series, and then the show found its feet with the elevation of Ian Lee to principal anchor. And Daisy Donovan brought into the studio in addition to her film contributions. Mackenzie Crook was the third co-presenter, but by the next series he was gone, and Donovan was repositioned again as Lee's co-host. Their rapport was central to the resulting success and helped the show survive some less than strong material. Um, there uh, uh, we go. Uh, that Donovan's flirtatious, innuendo-laden interviews with politicians were especially effective. Lee's style was more obtuse. I like that. Lee's style was more obtuse, although he too derived mileage from vox-pop interviews uh, in which he presented the public with outlandish proposition to gauge their gullibility. There we go, dear listener. Um, I am, uh, I am two paragraphs in a book. Imagine, 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 Dennis. Good evening, Dennis. Good evening, Ian. And your radio's off. This is
11: unprecedented. I know. I turned it off when I heard r- rubbish you were talking. Thank you very much. Oh, dearie me. How rude. What do you got for us, then? Main names. Yes, yes. When my oldest boy was born. We had a whole list. Are you speaking from inside your coffin? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, uh, we had a whole list of names. Yep. My wife, being a pra- practising Catholic, we had to have a, a holy name somewhere. Yes. Anyway... We sat sat on the side of the bed there and nursing the babe. Nope. We went through all the dumb bu- bu- things we had, and we came up came up with Paul, which wasn't in the list at all. So he okay. got that.
2: Wow! Well, you you are you. The thing is, you probably are old enough that you actually invented the name Paul.
11: <laughs> Same Paul, is he? Yes. So it was it was, it was um, Paul Dennis. My the youngest middle son was uh, Simon Martin. Yes. The only one uh, I forget his name now.
2: Why are you telling us this? Is it, you, 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 I'm not taking your, the this name, is your you last will and it,
11: testament. And uh, funnily enough, I, my my name is a saint name. Saint Denis from France. Saint Denis.
8: Moses.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yes, so I've got a saint is... name
11: as well. And I don't know where the hell my mother brought that from because I'm no saint.
3: It is spelt the French way as well, isn't it? With one N.
11: That's right. Well, my name is spelled with one N. Mm. That's
3: what i not, said. Not
11: but... two Ns. No. Denis. 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 Danny Yeah.
2: Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Des. Let's take no more calls on names. Name any comedy show; it's in here. Name a comedy show.
3: Um, okay. Uh, what about Duty Free with hapless holidaymaker Keith Barron? Okay. See
2: us See what. That's uh, Duty Free. Uh, oh. There are only twenty-two episodes of Duty Free first uh, screened in this is the kind of book i love i'm going to i'm going to this is me sorted 13th of february 1984 was series 1 mondays at 8 p.m. strangers beforehand two couples meet in a spanish hotel and a relationship instantly transpires between the husband of one marriage and the wife of the other episodes reflected their desire to get things together while the spouses tried their all to keep them apart one of the better ITV sitcoms. flipping heck. I mean, that says it all. ITV that came up with some absolute pony. A really awful comedy.
3: I used to watch all these, though, and thinking about that. When was that? 1984? Yeah. So I was seven, right? My kids don't watch oh. things like that, because there's, like, 24-7... And t- television yep. programs for children the whole time. We, we had go. to lump it, didn't we, and sit with the parents.
2: See what we'll do, right? We don't. We don't often do this. We, if, if there's a, we're not kids shows. These are comedy shows. If there's a comedy show that you're the only person that remembers it, we'll have it in this book. I remember a show called L for Lester, right? It was an ITV comedy show, and it was George from George and Mildred as a um, a driving school instructor. Oh, let's let's see if it's in the book. Let's see if I remember L for Lester. Um, Elf of Lester, here we go. Oh, it was BBC. Only six episodes. 1982. Shrugging off the hempecked husband persona of George Roper in George and Mildred, Brian Murphy bounced back onto TV as Lester Small, owner of his own motoring school in a West Country town. Small's life was never easy, but his one main headache was the banker's wife, Mrs Davis, his most frequent customer, whose attempts to master the controls of a motor vehicle only succeeded in driving Lester, metaphorically, just, up the wall. Lester also had more than his fair share of clashes with the local constabulary. Uh, despite the interesting array of characters and the potential for laughs in the complexities of small-town politics, the show failed to make an impression and failed to return. I must be the only person that ever watched that show. L lester 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. It's got everything in. Oh, go. Kit, the Kit Curran radio show. Do you remember that? No. Nope. Kit Curran. King of the airwaves, Dennis Lawson. It was Dennis Lawson as a crazy radio DJ.
3: Who is Dennis Lawson? He's a famous actor. Very uh, handsome actor. Oh. Dennis Lawson. He is the uncle of Ewan McGregor. Kit
2: Curran is a pop DJ at local commercial radio station Radio Newtown. Unfortunately, he's also blighted by certain unfortunate character defects. Um... Oh, here we go. This is interesting. This is interesting. Series one was on ITV. Series two was on channel four. Oh. Are there any other shows? And BBC two to BBC one and vice versa doesn't count. Are there any other shows that have changed network? Obviously the, 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 Bake Off. the, Bake Off. um, um, Cannon and Ball did and uh, as Big did Brother. Morecambe and Wise, Big Brother, um, Wow. Mmm. Mm. Written by Andy Hamilton. There we go. Here we go. 0344 4991000. This, this, I'm going to destroy this book. I'm going to devour it.
3: Just flick I think it. I'm going to learn a lot by proxy, <laughs> whether I like it or
2: not. Uh, a sitcom from 1968 called Mum's Boys. Anyway, <laughs> 0344 is the telephone number. Ah, now, this is a. This, right. Can we get in touch with these people? Because I want to go and have a look at this. The Fatberg. I want to have a look at the Fatberg. I've been trying to get um, into the sewerage system of a major city for the last ten years. And uh, they get Ah. get very very excited and say, oh, yes, maybe. And then the place goes completely cold, Okay, Um, I'm not ISIS. I'm not going to go... I mean, even if ISIS did a bomb under there... Would that be devastating? I don't think it would be, would it? It would be devastating. A massive fatberg of food waste waste, and sanitary products weighing 130 tonnes is blocking sewers in London. Now, this has been there for ages and ages. Because you all pour crap down the sinks that you're not supposed to pour down there. The clump of wet wipes, nappies fat and oil has plugged the victorian drains is over 850 feet long more than double the length of wembley's pitch oh get us down there thames water Kath. get us down there it's
3: funny you should mention i'm just i'm just dming someone that i happen to know works for like a water board and i wonder whether he might be the person that hook us up I mean, you say us. I mean, I'll I'll hold your coat.
2: It will take eight engineers with high-powered jet hoses three weeks to break up the mass. Get me down there, guys. I want to see this fatberg. It looks incredible. Before sucking it out in tankers, maybe David Babcock can help, and taking it away for recycling. The 47-inch by 27-inch sewer is 11 feet below ground in Whitechapel, East London. God, this is getting me moist at the prospect of doing this. Oh, I want to suit up and climb down there, baby. Matt Rimmer of Thames Water said... Get in touch with Matt Rimmer. This fatberg is up there with the biggest we've ever seen. It's a total monster and taking a lot of manpower and machinery to remove it as it's hard. It's like trying to break up concrete. It's frustrating as these situations are totally avoidable and caused by fat and oil being washed down, sinks and wipes being flushed down the loo. I'm never sure what you're supposed to do with oil after you've cooked, like, a roast, the roast potato. You're you're not supposed to pour it... No. You're supposed to pour it into a bottle and then bury it. That's what I heard. So maybe I am a bit guilty. You can
3: reuse it a bit, can't you? Well,
2: but eventually...
3: I'm sure... My Spanish friend's mum kind of keeps it in a bowl till it goes hard.
2: And then does what with it?
3: And then you chuck it in the bin. No.
2: He added, these things can build up really quickly and cause flooding. In 2013 a fatberg caused a sewer to collapse in kingston's southwest london thames water which spends one million pounds a month clearing blockages is asking people to be wary of what they flush guys Get me down there. All right, Get yeah. me down there. I want to go. 03444991000. I'm Ian Lee.
1: This is Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross-parents. Um.
11: Cross-dressers. Did you know this about me? And
1: cross-rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio.
2: Everyone's got a poor internet connection. When the hell are we going to get good internet? When the hell are we going to get good internet? I'm so lucky we're doing this from a state-of-the-art studio that um, is broadcasting around the world in a a clear way.
3: Weren't you surprised when we went to New York that their internet wasn't much better?
2: Their internet, I thought, was terrible. Yeah, Pony,
3: wasn't it? It was absolutely
2: right. I thought they'd have had it sorted. New York's a strange place. It's it's like ultra-forward thinking, but some of it's quite old-fashioned. Um... Yeah, their internet was rubbish, and they didn't really have it. I thought they have it everywhere, and they 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 didn't. It's um, it's an odd old, uh, odd old thing that 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, sex bots, dead bodies, names, uh, fatbergs, uh, forgotten comedy shows. Loads of people are saying men behaving badly started on ITV and went to the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 it's, it's odd that it doesn't. That just seems a strange thing that they can go from one channel to another. Uh, of course, um, Avila's own pet was went from ITV Did to it. BBC, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can call us about those things. You can call us about absolutely anything uh you want we are here until well we're here until at least one o'clock last night was the first ever radio lock-in and we had uh, a, an extra 50 i think it was 54 minutes of uh prime bonus radio with calls and stuff and um, that isn't going to be out as a podcast there are ways you can listen to it online but i'm not going to tell you how you should have been there man you should have been there uh steven's on the line good evening steven how you doing, mate? I'm all right, thank you, Stephen. Where, where, where were you uh, at the game of tag?
15: Ah, ah, yeah.
8: Stephen. Like
15: like I would like to tell you that I had some tropical disease. Yes, but you bottled the it. The truth. You bottled it. I no, no. Yeah. I changed my um, washing powder. Wow, that I, that I, um, escalated quickly. Go on. And I ended up in uh, from neck down to my feet. Covered in this mental, I've still got it. Mental rash.
2: This so. sounds like I'm going. I'm going to speak openly, Stephen. This sounds like the worst made-up excuse since the dog ate my homework.
15: I could have thought of something much better than that. That is, it, it's the truth. I am absolutely. It's just about going, but I am. Uh, and I'm my best mate. I'm sick and tired of him because all he keeps saying is stop scratching, stop. with bloody itches, so I called him. You know, but that's the truth. I changed. I've never ever had it before, but I changed my washing powder, and it is just. I had a funny reaction, um, and I ended up in a mental rash.
2: Well, uh, a, a mental rash sounds absolutely horrendous. You were missed because we had another visitor who travelled up from Brighton, and um, he was hoping to share a train ride with you.
15: Oh, that's a, a... Yeah. Well, I, I, it couldn't be avoided, that's the truth. If I turned up, you would have thought I had some sort of disease. Why I, the
2: hell I, did you change your washing powder? What, what kind of crazy I, pervert I just, does I, that?
15: I, well, I'm, I've got divorced. so I'm not very really domesticated. I just walked into the shop, bought some washing powder. Yeah. Um, oh. And I didn't know it could do that to you. I honestly didn't. Uh. As soon as I went into the doctors, because I was worried, I went to the doctors. Yeah. The first thing the doctor said was, "You changed your washing powder. And I thought jesus the doctor is psychic yeah yeah i said how do you know he said because it's not on your hands and it's on your face he well, said I it's everywhere else he said it's just where your clothing is a change of washing powder.
2: so what what washing powder do you need to play tag we don't need any washing powder to play tag do you? no well you obviously yeah. well
15: okay what washing powder do you need I was very much i'm not i'm not blagging it right i was very much very much looking forward to coming up i i I told me mates in the bookies and everything, you know what I mean? I'm going to go and play tag. And yeah. To start with, people are a little bit shocked. They go, you what? Yeah. And I was playing it, talk radio, we're going to go and play tag. The guys were getting together. So I was very much looking forward to it. That's okay. the truth. But,
2: well, yeah, you, you were was. missed. It was a bloody good afternoon. There is a video of it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rabbit hole. Um,
15: I have to watch it because I do look at rabbit hole. Yes. Um, I, uh, well, I, I YouTube it, you know? Yeah. And, and um. I, I, I've listened to David Blackcock where he got his knob stuck in here yep, yep. I don't know, for some reason I don't think he's that funny, but that particular night no. was funny I don't so, think he's funny, yeah. I think he's
2: awful, I think he's a depraved yeah, I don't
15: think he's funny I don't that get that it, night, I don't get it I, he was, I thought it was quite funny that night, you know? Oh, I thought it, that was it,
2: pathetic. I don't, I honestly, I don't get it. I don't get it when people say, oh, we like David Back. got get him to call him more. I don't, I don't, why? He's, he's a, he's a when failed. When he was on the
15: show, when, he was, when, when he, was the show and he was doing that, that ghost thing, you know, he came in. That it was he? awful. That was appalling. He that co- was, I don't he,
2: believe, it was, it I, he, I don't believe he could story. see, a, I do not believe he could actually see a ghost. He swears blind he saw a ghost in the studio. I don't think he did. No,
3: it was it, it really
15: it was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for him, you know.
3: It, if it,
2: he couldn't see a ghost that night, he should have just said, "Oh, it's not working tonight. I can't do it." he was, was
3: seeing partially dressed ghosts as yeah. well. I just think I feel a bit sorry for him and having spoken to his dad yesterday, it you know, the pieces fit together, don't they? The apple does not far fall far from the tree. His dad's in denial. The poor lad's up in his bedroom supposedly Hoovering up we all know what he's doing. It's a very, very sad story.
15: I think he's trying to use Talk Radio. To launch a, a comedy career? Oh he's God, not I bet- good, he's not even good at comedy. It won't, it
2: won't be a comedy career. Jesus, people, t- I get people t- tweeting me, why would you let him on? We hate him. He's, he's unfunny. He's. All- I, I I agree, but I, I, I did. It t- took me three months to t- to realise that he was trying to do jokes every now and then. Yeah. Listen, if he can do the ghost spotting stuff, the seance stuff, fine. And and I, and I do believe that he has a gift, Stephen. If I'm honest, I do believe that he has he has. The the power, I don't know what you would call it, the the, the touch. Um, But I I do think when he came in here, he couldn't see any ghosts, and he made one up. And that, to me, is the biggest, that is the worst crime of all. Apart from, obviously,
15: um, I I understand, (laughs) I, I can understand why people think they have seen ghosts, I understand it. I had a stroke, I had a stroke in 2008. Wow. And my mind for eighteen months. My, mind, you'll be surprised at the tricks the, the brain plays on you. Oh God! Trust
2: me, buddy. I used to um, ingest way more drugs than the human body can take. And uh, for me, it was the auditory hallucinations, not the things I saw. It was the things I heard, because no one thinks their ears are lying to them. No, true, true.
15: Um, what did you take? Then? What sort of drugs did you take?
2: Oh, I don't need to go into that. But I, I, I took all. I took all of the popular ones. I took all of the yeah, popular was, ones uh, and some of the expensive ones, and uh, it, it was. And I had I had, I had, I had, I um, had a, a fair bit of fun for a little while, and I had a long bit of misery for years. And stopping drinking and drugging was the best thing I could ever have done.
15: Yeah, I mean, my only—I mean, I've done my early twenties, you know, with the, the, all the popular drugs and that. Um, but i struggled with drink most of my life. That's the, the worst.
2: Yeah. Um, well, the thing about drink is it's. Everywhere, you know, cocaine and heroin and ecstasy and stuff. You know, it's around, but you kind of got to go and look for it. Booze, it's everywhere. You go into a petrol station, there's booze. You watch the telly, there's booze. You watch, uh, you, you drive, well, get in the bus and there's adverts for booze.
15: It's insidious. I live in, I live in Brighton. It's 24 hours a day in Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know, you can get booze whatever time you want. Yep. You know, it's, um It's mental. Anyway, I thought I'd ring up, right? Because you said we can ring up and talk about anything. Yeah. And so I thought I'd tell you two things. My friendship with Judy Dench, Mrs. Williamson is a, a married man. Yes. Um, and I knew her reasonably well. Not, you know, I mean, I can't say I went out partying with her. No. But I, I, I used to run a DIY store, um, a hardware store, like a village hardware store when I was sixteen. Yes. Um, and you for the next. Can I just with...
2: can I just stop you for a second? Because this story is incredible. I want to hear this, right? But one of those weird things. The word "hardware" doesn't get mentioned very often, does it? Literally twenty seconds ago, Ollie has tweeted me about a forgotten sitcom called Hardware. Now, the great schemes of things. The scheme of things. It's a coincidence, but a strange one. And I've had a few times the last couple of days that thing where I'm writing a word and it gets said on the radio. A few, just a little thing. I always mention hardware, a sitcom with Martin Freeman and Peter Serafinowicz and Ken Morley. And then you said the word hardware. Sorry, Stephen, I don't, it's just, just, that deja vu thing. There's something, something's in the air. Too. There's something spooky it's not, it's, in the air. No, it's not a regular, it's
6: not a regular word, is it? It's, no, it's not.
2: And it's, the hardware store no. near us, um, uh, Marjax, or as we call it, Jam Jars, has uh, just closed down after being there for about 50 years. Anyway, go on.
15: Uh, yeah, I used to run a hardware. I was 16, I, I, I started as a Saturday boy, yeah. you know. Um, I, I went to Germany when I was a kid, and when I came back, um, I came back to do my exams, and I started as a Saturday boy, and then ended up basically running the shop, you know? Um, and I only knew her from one program, I can't remember the name of the program, but I only knew her from one program. A fine
2: so. romance? That's it. That's, that's, that's what it. you would have known her from then, a fine romance with her husband. That's her real husband.
15: Yeah. She did, and he was, honestly, I mean, he's, he's dead now, I don't want to talk either the dead. She was absolutely blinded. Are you was saying really... he, was,
2: he was curmudgeonly?
15: Uh, he, he, he was a really nice bloke, but he was pissed all the time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think he, I think he, I think that's that. I don't think you're breaking any taboos there. it? So was it Michael? But Michael um, Williams. Michael yeah, Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah,
15: yeah. a good oh, actor. Yeah. Really good actor. It, it, yeah. It, I remember when he got disqualified. He got bad from driving. Yeah, he was yeah. Fuming, absolutely fuming. But she was sound. She was she was really down to earth and 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 sound. Like she lived in the next village, and there was no shops in that village. Yeah. So she had to come to us, you know, and. She had an old pair girl, it was a punk rocker, you know, great big orange sticking up there and, yeah. and um but really nice, you know, she she was sound. And the other thing is because you were talking about tally, that's what made me think about uh, Judy Dench and, and this this other thing. Um I found it was me that found Anne Locke. Um and Anne Locke was a, a an LWT secretary.
8: Yes.
15: and um, that got murdered. Oh God! It was me, that found her. Oh goodness gracious, um, mate! I don't,
2: I don't remember um, that particular case. When was that?
15: Oh, it was sort thirty-two years ago.
8: Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah
15: um, and it was, it was highly publicised because she was an LWT secretary. Right. You know, London London the weekends, everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's down the um, road from us. And
15: it's, it's always been printed and said that it was in a place called Brookmans Park. Yeah. And it wasn't. Mm. It was in Potter's Bar, which is a little bit down the the, the yeah. train line. Yeah. I don't know whether the police said Putman's Park to keep the press away from the crime scene. I don't know. But, yeah, I found that. It was me that found out a lot. Gosh,
2: that must have been... And we, we we only got a couple of minutes left before the news. That must have been uh, anybody that finds a murder victim. That must be horrific, Stephen.
15: I fell over her. Did you I, really? I, 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 Honestly, I was going to steal, steal golf balls. We were going to the golf course, oh. i steal golf balls. Were you a kid? We, yeah. We used, to, we used to sell them for 10p. golf balls were 10p each. Yeah. But we, we used to get into the golf course, you had to cross the train lines. So we ran up the, me and a mate of mine, Jason Farmer, we ran ran up the, the train embankment, you know, to cross the train tracks, and I fell over her and got up. I didn't see it to start with because the grass, is all two foot. Got up and, and realised that I'd just fallen over a, a dead body. How old were you, Stephen? Um, 15.
2: Oh, mate, that's, that's um, a burden to carry.
15: No, no, it, I can't say it, it, it. To be honest, it was, I don't want to sound a bit sick, but... It was quite exciting, you know? No, we, no, we I know, I, and I know what we, you mean. Just, yeah, There was no mobile phones in those days. We went running down to the train station where everyone hung out, you know. We found a body, we found a body, we found a body. Everyone went, yeah, of course you have, you know yeah. what I mean? And it, it, to be honest, it took a while to convince people we had actually found a body. Um, and it turned out to be, Anne not the l w t series. Um, and I don't think anyone's ever been convicted of it. I don't, I, you know.
2: Well, Stephen, listen, we're out of time. I That's mean, that was a pretty packed call, if I'm honest. <laughs> you had plenty of meat on that call, there, mate. All right, mate. Thank you, Stephen. Take care. All right, Sam. Bye, bye. Wow, that was a, that was some call. Um, who was it who discovered an actor? Oh, it was um, Bruce Jones. Who did he play in Coronation Street? Um, Les Battersby. He discovered one of the Yorkshire Rippers' uh, victims, didn't he? I mean, you can't even begin to imagine what that must be like. can't even begin to imagine. Thank you, Stephen. Trevor, stay there. We'll come to you after the news. I'm going to give you a fair crack of the whip. Crap of the whip. (laughs) Crap of the wick. Uh, 0344 499 1000. Um, It really is uh, a show where you can call in about absolutely anything. And uh, we'll have a little recap after 12 of some of the bits and pieces that we've touched on, but um, I, I'm really enjoying the last couple of weeks the show is evolving again and turning into this wonderful, um, it, we use the phrase a drop-in centre for the bewildered, but it really is turning into a wonderful, wonderfully weird and surreal and esoteric um, and eclectic uh, late night phoning show and that's that's down to you lot you know phoning in with whatever you fancy so uh i'll, I'll leave it as vague as that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand cost your pennies if at anything at all we call you back i'm ian lee this is talk radio
1: talk radio
2: so uh trevor's up next sorry and then it could be you oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio Across the UK, online
1: and on DAB, he has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness. He is in agreement. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up all night generation, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh
2: three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number where we talked about sex bots, dead bodies. Um, uh, God, I can't remember. What else? Murder. Being itchy. Yes, changing your washing powder. All, all kinds of things. I don't
3: Oh, and Roald Dahl. What did we talk about Roald Dahl well, for? Well, Paul
2: tried, oh,
6: didn't
2: yeah. he? 0344 499 uh, Trevor's on the line. Good evening, Trevor. Uh,
6: hello. Yeah, you were talking earlier about British comedies. You had this book. Oh, yes, I have this uh, book. Yeah,
12: I just wanted to know what the title was and the publisher, please. I'm thinking of getting it.
2: Oh. Well, the book is the Radio Times Guide to TV Comedy.
12: Right.
4: Radio Times <laughs>
12: Guide to TV Comedy, yeah. Yes.
2: Mark Lewison.
3: TV
12: Comedy. Mark Lewison,
3: yeah. And it's got an H before the N.
2: Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's uh, it's on BBC Books. I, I, th- I think it's out of print, though, but oh, you can right. b- uh, but you can get it on eBay.
15: Oh, right. Fair enough. I'll have to ask my sister. I don't have a computer, so huh? I'll ask my sister. Do it,
2: mate. Okay. Well, well uh, is is there anything you'd like me to look up n- for yeah. you now, Trevor?
6: Not particularly, but I'll tell you my favourite comedy if you want to know.
2: Yeah, go on. Faulty Towers. Oh, is
6: it? Yeah.
2: I struggle with Faulty Towers. Really? I, I, I don't, and I and I love Monty Python. I'm a huge Monty yeah. Python fan. And
6: yeah, I'm not really a Python fan as such. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, what was it? Um, uh, Eric. I- Here's the, the thing. Eric Idle had his own spin-off show that nobody remembers. Do you remember it, Trevor? I don't know Rutland Weekend Television. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, Rutland Weekend. Yeah, I've heard of it. no one remembers it. You can't get yeah, it on a legitimate DVD. I had them on hooky DVD, and I'll be honest, they were very, very hit and miss. And and Eric yeah. Idle was was my favourite Python. Um, yeah. But nobody remembers that at
6: all. I remember the title. Now you've said it. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, Trevor.
2: Um, well, good luck finding that book. Right. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye. What a nice man. What a nice man. Rutland Weekend television
3: funny he likes faulty towers but not monty python and you're the other way around
6: yes yeah, yes yeah, i like, guess you
3: don't like the sort of structured sitcomy thing
6: towers, about Faulty Towers. Just, just
2: shouting here we go rutland weekend television 14 episodes eric idle neil innis um we never got neil innis on Following the the temporary demise of Monty Python, so 1975, at the end of 1974, various members moved on to new projects. First out of the trap was Eric Idle with his clever sketch show centred on Britain's smallest television network. Um, um, I'll read this um, in the privacy of my own... Toilet. Toilet. It's a great book. Jimmy Cricket's Joke Machine. 19... What? Oh, see, see the joke machine. Okay, right, fine. Uh, yeah, mm. Frankie Howard, Super Frank.
3: You like list books, don't you?
2: I do. I love list books. I absolutely love them. The interview with Mark Lewison, I think you'll enjoy it. But if you're a Beatles fan, you'll definitely enjoy it. We talked about. Here's the thing, guys. For this is this is for the heart. I, I only did one super fanboy question. Okay, and the question was, you've heard Carnival of Light. What's it like? That's a that's a real geeky question. There's this ambient. Uh, avant-garde music piece that paul mccartney composed for uh, a drug-fueled night somewhere for some event some being and um it's like this fabled bit of beatles music that no one's ever heard and he's heard it and he said well it nearly got released and and i said is it any good he went i'm gonna be honest no (laughs) 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 <laughs> he said, "He said it will come out one day, and when it comes out, Beatles fans are going to be really disappointed." Yeah. I think. I built it up a yeah. bit too much. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Good evening, Pablo. Hip 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 hip, hip Pablo. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Stressed, stressed. I'm really, really stressed. I'm really stressed, but I'm fine. I've got two. I've got a very important meeting tomorrow, which is top, top secret, and then I'm going for um, a decaffeinated coffee with the wonderful Mister Clive Bull. One of the uh, one of, if not the greatest radio broadcaster this country has ever seen, and I don't understand why more people don't recognise that.
16: No, oh, excellent. Well, well um, speaking of uh, broadcasters, yes, great broadcasters. Um, I was reminded <clears throat> recently. Yeah, uh, a regional broadcaster, uh, Mike Neville. Okay. Um, he, he was once gotchered by Noel Edmonds, that okay. was as, about as far as his uh, regional fame got outside of the region. Yeah. But he, he died uh, last week, um, and he was connected with the Great North Road, and he'd been uh, involved in that from the outset, and he'd, um, uh, they, they did a little speech about it.
2: Was he, when you say regional, what, did he do like the regional news and stuff? Yeah, like, trying Cos there's all these, there's BBC all these, you don't that. get it so much now. Because everything is homogenous, right? But in the 70s and 80s, everything was was regional. So you'd have Thames, you'd have um Southern, you'd have Tyne Tees. And in the evenings, you'd have your local bloke doing the news, and it was a bloke. And you'd also have the local bloke sat behind a desk announcing what was coming up that evening. Now, it, 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 in Thames... We had David Hamilton, and we also had another guy called Peter, somebody, and he would sit behind a desk and he would say, uh, uh, "Yes, coming up this evening at six thirty. It's uh, Crossroads, followed by Emmerdale Farm, and then there's a look at the uh, Nicaraguan drug trade." And it was, and that was it. And, and you, you kind of think oh, these are big stars, but but that out of their region,
3: they were nobodies. You should reminded me of the one we had at Anglia. Yeah, right. It was this guy with sort of sandy hair? Yeah. And he used to be a bit of a joker. Oh, he used to do this sort of thing where he'd say,
2: we <laughs> he was doing the, the announcement."
3: Yeah, and he would be yeah. at the closing.
2: Yeah. Oh. He'd yeah. do the
3: closing announcement, and he would be kind of, "And whatever you do, don't look behind you." Oh,
2: no. He did all that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, he was brilliant. I, I don't approve of. Uh, <laughs> I don't approve of that. The, the, new, the Thames News was a bloke called Andrew Gardner, who I was always a big fan of. But no one, no one knows, it. no one knows these people.
16: Well, Mike Neville was, uh, was grand. He had a, a very kind of, like, gravelly voice, like, uh, like, um, kind of dripping tar. Yeah. Um, like, he must have smoked about 40 Rothmans a day or something. Um, but, yeah, it, it, his voice reminded me of, um, when I got some hypnotherapy to give up smoking. Oh. How did, um, how did that go? Well, not very well. I'm still smoking now. Oh. I shouldn't really stop. Ha! Um. I heard a fact yeah, today.
2: Was... For every cigarette... You smoke. While you are over the age of thirty-five, you lose five hours of life.
8: Wow!
2: Oh well, they can't. It's just, but they they work it out statistically. But if you're over thirty-five, every cigarette you smoke, you lose five hours of your life.
16: Well, that was always my fallback. That was um, like thirty. I'd I'd always heard from people that uh, your organs can regenerate up until the age of thirty, on average. And I was like, all right, well, I'll stop by the time I'm 30 and um, I'll pass that uh, landmark, uh, and I'm still smoking. But, um... I am
2: 32 when I stopped smoking, 32. Because I had 30 in my mind, and then I, I got uh, 32. And, then uh, um, you know, I don't miss it. Sometimes I fancy a cheeky little roll-up, but um, I know that that way cancer lies. So well, I'm, well, was... I'm going to be all right, I think.
16: Well, with the hypnotherapy, I mean, this guy, the reason that it came to mind is that you sounded exactly like Mike Neville, So, obviously, not knowing his voice, but it was a very, uh, but more Geordie, kind of like the Husky. Um, And at first, when we turned up, he he said that we had the wrong day, but we didn't have the wrong day because I had it written down. Uh, So he ferried a grandchild off into another room and took us up into his study, which was like his computer room. Yeah. Um, And um, it made us focus on a little thing in the top corner, uh, and, uh, he was doing a spiel. Yes. And one of his, uh, he basically said that, if, uh, if you were to take the chemical compound of a cigarette or a cigar and inject them into your body, you would die. Wow. You will not do this. Um, and and the, the forceful nature of the second bit made me think, did this come later? How many people had died? From, from, from the in-
2: taking the suggestion of injecting fag juice into your
7: arm? Well, yeah, I mean, it would,
2: you know... I'd love a cigar. I would love, Pablo. Uh, do you know what? I would love, I would love, I would love a big, fat cigar. I would love one. I've never had you one. Really? I smoked Ponzi little cigars a couple of times. Didn't, didn't really like it. But I'd love a big, fat cigar. I C- a cigar. Cutting the end off, lighting it.
3: They're not all that. It's just, like, a big...
2: I'd love it. But also, here's the thing. If you smoke a cigar, a fat one, you look like a twat. Yeah. There's there's no way around. You look stupid. You don't... I remember you? seeing Jonathan Ross smoking a fat cigar once, and I liked Jonathan yeah. Ross a lot. He's always been very, very polite to me the few times we met. And I saw him smoking a cigar, and I thought, oh, it, I think he's cool, and he looks stupid smoking that cigar. So everyone must look stupid.
16: Well, you could go one of those. Uh, was it humidor places, like where the cigar shops where they've got a room out the back, yeah. and then everybody else will be smoking them, so you'll you'll just all look like idiots.
2: Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose that's the way forward. Pablo, thank you very much indeed for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a uh, call. You're more than welcome to. I feel feel myself slowing down a little bit now. I feel myself uh, not necessarily tired, although the next few days are a little bit of a slog. Busy day tomorrow. Taking the kids to school on Friday. Am I taking the kids to school? No, I don't know if I i don't know if i am i might be bringing the kids to work on friday um katie puckrick's coming in next week she is on monday that's excitement yeah yeah, yeah. that is excitement excitement i can't wait for that you'll have to be in the studio with me because she likes you more than she likes me (laughs) i picked up we bumped into katie puckrick we saw her at two sparks events we saw her at one and afterwards we said i wish we'd said hello to her and said we'd liked her and then the, we went to another Sparks thing the next night, and she was there just as we were leaving. She came in, and I, I went, we ought to say something. Well, because we
3: kicked ourselves for yeah. not letting on the day before. And so I we? said, hello,
2: uh, Katie, you're Katie Puckrick, and I just want to say that we think you're fab, and we love you, and you're brilliant, and, you know, we just think you're great. And she was, like, a little bit thrown, as, as you would be. She didn't have a clue who we were, no reason why she, she should. Um And then we kind of got talking, but then I got distracted by... um Uh, a weirdo? Um, No. A
3: geeky guy. Uh, well... Uh... A a super fan. Um... Of Sparks.
2: No, he wasn't even a Sparks fan. He he wasn't even... He he didn't know... He said, why is everybody here? Oh, he stumbled in, hadn't he? Why is everybody... Why why is everybody here? He said, oh, here for Sparks. Sparks. Oh, I see. And then he was telling me about, um... Oh, a gallery, an art gallery or something that he works at or runs or something. And they had the launch of a book. That was it. They had a launch of a book chronicling the year
10: 1997.
2: Gosh. Chronicling the the group The Verve in the year 1997. (laughs) It's very specific. I remember it now. And he said, and they had... There were there were security men there and bouncers in there, and I'm thinking this is boring. I don't I don't like the verve. I don't want to know about pictures of them. I want to talk to Katie Puckrick Meanwhile, bouncers we were... there, and they, uh, there was no need for bouncers there. Oh right, yeah, fine.
3: <laughs> Meanwhile, we were having a lovely time. We had... were getting on like a house on fire. Yeah, we had a good chat.
2: And then at the, uh, he he uh, he finally went, and I I said oh, it's been great chatting to you. Uh, and I said, to Katie, look, we'd love to invite you on the show. She said, oh, OK, uh, um, are you the producer? To me! She thought you hosted it. Rightfully so. And I said, well, no, I'm not. Um, but so you need to do the interview.
3: And then she was ready to come
2: with us, like, then. then. She was going to come then. Um, so you should interview her.
3: Well, both inter- both chat to her.
2: I I'm, I don't think she liked me. That's the vibe I got.
3: Don't be silly.
2: I got the vibe she like She thought like me. you
3: were with that guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Paul, come to you after this.
3: More little musings from
6: mums,
1: madams, Ooh. and meatpackers. Oh, uh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio.
2: Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Here till one o'clock at least. Uh, evening, Paul. Hello there, how are you doing? Good, thank you, Paul. What you got for us? Uh,
17: I just, um, caught by your, um what you were saying about no one remembering Rutland weekend television. Don't do you remember that that begatted the ruttles. Well people remember the ruttles. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um and uh, yeah everyone remembers the ruttles but no one remembers Rutland weekend television.
17: Yeah, it was a bit weak. It was a bit weak, but um,
2: yeah, I bought them on I bought them on a hooky DVD a couple yeah. of years ago, a few years ago actually, from eBay. Um, and I think I, I did about two episodes, and just thought, God, this is tedious. Yeah. What was but Neil Innes's? What was Neil Innes's solo television show? Do you remember? No, I don't actually. I the Innes Book of Records.
17: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And he played his songs and did little pop videos for yeah. them. Yeah,
17: oh, yeah. I, I oh, yeah. What do you think of? on reflection when you look back at um, Monty Python nowadays, so do you find that
2: funny? Yeah, I do, I find series 2 and 3 very funny, hit and miss, uh, yeah. there's a little bit of racist stuff in there, yeah. um, but uh, quite a bit of racist stuff actually, but uh, uh, yeah, I, find, I, I do find series 2 and 3 funny, I, I never really found, I, I struggle with series 1, seems a bit slow, and series 4, the one without John Cleese, I just don't think is very funny at all.
17: I mean, I I sort of, from someone who didn't go to university, I sort of nowadays sort of see it as just posh boys.
2: You know, sort of trying to be funny. Uh, Well, I, I was, I was, I, I discovered Monty Python when I was about 13, 14, and I thought it was. I remember thinking it was the funniest thing oh, yeah, I had yeah. ever seen in my life, and I went and saw them when they did their shows at the O2 a couple of years ago, Um, and it was a, it was a joy to see them. So I know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I did, but. Hey listen man all british comedy m- is primarily posh boys that's it what you know the 11 o'clock show was was written by oxbridge types you know it's ev- it's
17: everywhere they're everywhere yeah yeah that's right do you do you remember Uh, when it was first on. Do you remember what its time slot was, Monty Python? No, because I wasn't born then. I'm not that old. 1968, was it? 68, 69. 69, probably.
2: I would imagine it was about uh, 11.30 at night.
17: It was on BBC Two, and it was on about quarter past 12 at night.
2: There you go. There you go, you see.
17: But um, I was going on to say, um, have you seen our our friend Barry from Watford on... um, the new, new, new I have not director. seen Cheap, Cheap,
2: Cheap. I know it's had mixed ratings, um, mixed reviews. If but you
17: have a look at his, uh, Barry's, um, from for Twitter stream, he has the little, the little bits that have got him in it. And he's a star. That man's a star. Oh,
2: he's, he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead to me, that bloke. Yeah. Paul, thank you very much for that. I
9: appreciate the call. Let's go to James. Good evening, James. Good evening. How you doing, Ian? Yeah, I'm alright, James. What you got for us? Well, I was listening. To your, I always listen to your podcast, and then I realised. Well, I could listen live tonight, so it's yeah. the first time I'm listening live wow, to you. You're welcome. Oh, man, you, s- you
2: can see if you're listening live, you can see why we do a shortened best of. <laughs> <laughs>
9: there you go. <laughs> well, what I thought is, you were talking about um, wanting to go do this like island thing with bare grills and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh
2: yeah, well I was up for it. I was I was a standby. Yeah.
9: Well, forget that. I've got a concept for a TV show, and Mate, I thought we could try and work for it. I'm in. Let's do it. Right, uh, it's called the sla- Slammer. The yeah. Slammer? Yeah. Oh. And the, uh, the concept is, you can present it, 70s prison. About oh. 10, 10 to 15 celebrities yeah. all banged up in a 70s-style prison, and all the wardens are ex-cons.
2: Right, when you, what do you mean by 70s-style prison? You well, mean like they're all getting sexually abused and, and uh, well, I don't know what. I do, what is a
9: seventy-style prison?
3: Like porridge.
9: Well, no, <laughs> well, like no treats. No, so, you know, not Don't. Uh, well, yeah. You know, I'm sure they don't. Really so no have, PlayStation you know, is what you're saying. PlayStation yeah. TVs. Okay. But you know, quite hard, hard food, hard, hard graft. Three to a room, all that kind of stuff, and complete isolation from the outside. They could. Well, they could have visitors. Yeah. So they could have their celebrity friends visiting and stuff. To make it a bit interesting, we um, we could uh, they could try and get out as well.
2: Okay, okay, so yeah, yeah. Isn't there <clears throat> isn't there an American show? I like this, James. And I'm just oh. you know, but isn't there an American show where people get put in prison, and it's like they're not celebrities. But I thought there was a show where 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 I don't
9: watch TV very much.
2: Oh, oh god, n- neither do I, James. Trust me, but I do re- I do read about it and look at things on the internet I'm sure there is an American television show where where people uh, real people get um, uh, put in prison Um,
9: but I like the idea of celebrities yeah well they're not real people are they no of course they're not and and if you know every week they survive for more, yeah, more get more money goes to charity or just to them. Oh well, no, I
2: don't. Here's the it. thing. I hate this TV thing about. I'll uh, we'll get subsidies and the money goes to charity. Yeah, no, is, no, 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 no. Let me win the money.
3: Let give yeah. give me give me the
2: okay, money. And
3: here's the thing. You don't get paid the same if you if you cop out.
2: Yeah, yeah I, this is the uh, thing that annoys uh, no, me. These flipping hot celebrities hot. That, that they tap out after a week. They t- this is what I got annoyed about Bear Grylls Island. Everyone was Sharon Davis was just tapped out after two weeks. For goodness, the, the the bloke from Breaking Bad, the kid from Breaking Bad, tapped out after a week because he thought they were getting too much help. No, and they what, were. What he should have done was he should have gone to the other side of the island and set up camp on his own.
9: <laughs> is it me? And you also got me into uh, Naked Afraid. Oh, I've, yeah. I've watched every single one of them,
2: mate. And, and it is great, isn't it? The bet we got—I've got so many of them to watch. I love it.
9: And don't—is it me, or do all the girls usually make it, and all the guys tap out?
2: There's a lot of guys tapping out. Uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of horrific body art on that program. <laughs> that is. That's the thing. That, and why do they pixelate bums as well? Let's see a bum. Come on, give us a bit. Well, of...
3: because when they bend over, you see more than bum. Well,
2: I know, but let's see, let's see, a lovely little bum every now and then. Come on, now, that's unfair. <laughs> After
3: two days, they're all covered in cack anyway.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's a great program, but why are they naked, James? No one can explain to me why they're naked. Well, they get a bag. They get a bag, and some of them make clothes, and that to me.
9: Anyway, yes, just to finish on this idea, yes, you get to be the you get to be the governor. Yeah, so you can bring him into your office and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, you, you know, inflict you hard rules, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like it. Everyone gets a free Rita Hayworth poster. Yeah, and uh, other you know varieties of escape.
2: Well, I'm meeting um, some television people tomorrow, James, uh, for another right. pointless meeting that will end in disappointment and my soul right. being crushed. But I'll mention that to them as well. Wonderful. Good luck. See you in the Groucho Club. <laughs>
8: 0344499 uh,
2: 1000 is the um, telephone number.
3: I've had a tweet from Budgie. 60 Days in Jail is the name you're after, of the show you're after.
2: OK. Is it?
3: 60 Days in Jail.
2: D- do they go to... But what is the premise of it? Don't... Budgie, phone up! Ring us up! It's a phone-in show, not, not Pen Pals Anonymous. Couples... Like, more of the same flavours the longer they are together. What? A study in Rocklaw University, Poland, I only want to help you, Poland, looked at relationships of between three months and 45 years. Long-term couples... Oh, long-term this this is why am i'm reading this 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 the statistics i would suggest are not significant long-term couples were nine percent more likely to have the same tastes
8: oh
3: so 91 percent not
2: and six percent similar smell
1: preferences
2: that was a waste of everyone's that was a waste of everyone's <laughs> life let's go to
1: the ads <laughs> the late night lip service for lovers loners and lounge lizards well, where, where exactly is your accent from the late night alternative with ian lee oh, i've forgotten your name already excuse me on talk radio
2: oh, 0344 499 four, 1000 is the uh, telephone number let's go to alan good evening alan
14: Hi, how are
2: you? Um, um you sound tiny! Oh, sorry, I'm in a car, sorry. That's all right, mate, what you got for us?
14: Uh, it's, it's about the uh, 60 days in jail.
2: Ah, right, go on, this is the, this is the,
14: uh, the, the well, tell us what happens in it. Yeah. Right, the, well, it's two series, For the first series, it's ten different, five women, five guys, totally nothing to do with prisons whatsoever, uh, and they put them into holding um, holding prison, if you like. Yeah. You know in America, they've got systems. They've got the j- uh, to jail. You've got the court. Yeah. Got them in there, and they stream them in in sections. Yeah. And the CCTV everywhere. They treat it a bit like mm-hmm. bullish, but these guys are processed. So the only people that know that they are have done nothing wrong is the prison warden. Hang on. So they're go- they going.
2: They to- are going in. They're going into a. Re- Sorry, Alan. They're going into a real prison. Yeah.
14: A real prison, Whoa. a proper real prison. Whoa, it mates. is, it, yeah, it is proper. You cannot help but watch it, if that makes sense. But then in the second series, what happened was Muhammad Ali's, one well, of his daughters, she went in. Yeah. So that's the only celebrity on, but it it's pretty bizarre how they do, you know. And they, then they pull them out afterwards and yeah. then they have a chat with them how can you improve the prison? What are you doing wrong? What are you doing right? You can, you can clearly see how people's attitude was. and the first scene was this one guy, you know, I'm really big, I can do this, I'm a teacher, I'll educate them. The guy had a proper nervous breakdown.
8: Yeah.
14: Really, yeah, absolutely fantastic to watch this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't make it up. The guy put himself in isolation because they, they were going to put F him, basically. Wow. They, they, oh, yeah, yeah, he was getting it pretty bad Wowzers. and he couldn't see it. He thought he was better than these guys that were in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, academically, I suppose he was. But reality, you know, in his head, you know, he had all these degrees. He taught kids. He was hip and he's all this. But in the real world, this guy was clueless. And they ripped him to shreds in there, you know.
2: And so what's the uh, point of it? Is it a game show? Do they win
14: something? No, 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 no. No, all they get is they go in there to help correct the prison system. So right. they'll go in and they'll, you know, and they'll pull no punches and say, look, this is what you guys are doing wrong. This is why we have an issue with our prison policies. Yeah. This is why they're all on drugs. This is why they're all on that. Because by the looks of it, it they don't take the word of a prisoner when they go in there. No.
8: You
14: know, if a prisoner goes in there and goes, you know, they beat me, they do this, I can get drugs, I can do the other. Well, you're doing it because you want a bit of cash. But these these guys are doing it just to try and help stop people going back into prison. Gosh. So that so they do sixty days free, classes and and that's.
2: Here's the thing, the though, and I'm sure forward. I'm sure this is a plot of a film somewhere that someone goes into prison undercover, but then um, that, but then doesn't get pulled out. That I mean that oh, would be yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah. trick to play on someone. You're only going in for sixty days, we're filming, so and then they never. It, did it? Go on.
14: Yeah. Yeah, so Vester Sloan did a, a film like that where he was, like, the world's greatest escape. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 That's and good, he went in. good film, and, that. Yeah and, they, yeah, and they put him on the ship. He didn't realise on the ship. He didn't even get out, and then... He still managed to get out. But, yeah, yeah that, that was that one. You know, I mean...
2: That's a good film, that. You're a bit obsessed with prisons, Alan. Do, have you ever
14: done time? Well, no, I have not done time. However, you <laughs> know, uh I've now got a relative that's gone in there. Oh, really? Young and stupid, yeah, yeah, young and stupid, um, uh, yeah, well, being a bit of an idiot. Yeah, well, you know, and he, he has, you know, short, sharp, shock, but it's not, you know, four and a half stretch. The first time you've ever done anything wrong. Guy, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. How yeah, does the fam... How, how, how does that? Don't, you don't have to tell us who it is, obviously, or how close yeah, you are, but how yeah, does yeah. that? How does that affect the family?
14: But uh, it's, it's, it's been hard, I'll be honest with you, it's been hard, put, I, you know, that was his Valentine's present, oh. yeah, he goes there, and he's been there since, the only advantage we've got now is they've moved him a bit closer to where we are, right. he was, you know, we're in the north-east, he's in the northwest. west Yeah. Um, the prison system, I don't think it's all there, I think he needs a good kick up the arse. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it. Me, me and his mum we are together,
8: right?
14: He, he's in his twenty. This guy's, you know, he's in his twenties. Bank of Dad's shut. Is is he's, he's doing his, you know, it's his own life. But you know, I would get a message two hundred pounds is paid for him to have a PlayStation in his cell. What's that about? You know, for me, he's done something wrong. He's been caught. He, there he is, He admitted it. So it's your boy. You know, it's my boy. Yeah, oh, it's mate. my boy. mate. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> And as uh, a dad, so as a
2: dad, I mean that must be devastating to, to 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 see. How long did you say he's gonna he's gonna get locked up for? Four and a half years. Oh, mate, so he's done something pretty serious then, isn't he? Uh, that must be yeah, devastating. Yeah.
14: yeah well, yeah. Some of it is he's taken the rap for a few people as well, Oh, because with him being a first offender, he will take it. But he still did it wrong. Yeah. You know, there's no getting away from that. You
8: know.
14: Yeah. I Sat down with him and. Um, I said, out of both parents, I've, I'm pretty comfortable, you know, but when it comes to uh, paying for a solicitor, which I was going to do originally, but when I sat down and chatted with him and I wasn't going to pay for a solicitor to get him off for something that he did. So we've had a bit of a fallout on that, but now he's, he's chatting to me again. you know, because a solicitor might have got him off a little bit, but for me, he should have, you know, he did something wrong. He should have admitted his guilt. The consequences.
2: You're um, so, you're old school. You're, that's proper old school.
14: It, it, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I, 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 I'd wipe his ass to a point. Yeah. Sorry about the language no,
6: there.
14: No, but, no, no, You know, he's uh, he's got to stand his on two feet. I bail him out of trouble where need be. You know, if he needed somewhere to live or he needed something to be, and you know, but I would not, never, never, never to get him out of trouble that he's, he's caused. It, you know, I, I I did fourteen years in the military, and ah, maybe maybe
2: that's what's yeah. My mind up with that way,
3: but go on, Alan, No, I I know I know what I know exactly what you mean, though, Alan, because you know I yeah. know I know people for whom if life is made easy for them or easier, they'll just dig themselves deeper. So yeah, you're trying to make I, sure I, that, that Alan, this is the only time he goes in. Yeah, yeah, you know,
14: he's got to really suffer on this to uh, to not go back into it. That, that's the only way this is ever going to work. That they go in, you know, and to have money thrown at places so they can get this, that, and the other, I don't think they're learning anything. For me, they should be teaching them to be apprentices or whatever, so then they come
2: well, out. Well, this is what, what I was going to ask, because the prison system is, is to cock in this country, right? It, uh, it, is he getting anything? Is he getting any rehabilitation? Is he getting any education? Is he getting anything that could possibly nudge his life in, into a different direction?
14: Uh, he, he's due a move because at the minute he's in a Category B prison. Right. You know, and for a first offender, I thought it'd be short. short sh- the, the issue I've got is, is trying to get to see him. He's allowed visits every so often. Yeah. And he's, he's got his girlfriend going. It's a three and a half hour journey for this girl to go and see him. You know, it's two hours for her to get through the system because she has to be fingerprinted twice, photographed twice sit in a room, Paris, and then do the same after two and a half hours to come back out,
6: mm. you know.
14: But what he's done is, they've, they've got him now, um, when somebody's new's coming in, they're putting him up with them, so he introduces them and okay. makes it nice for them, and hopefully he's getting moved now to a Category D, where he'll be able to come out, but in a Category B, they do nothing.
2: Right, right. Which hopefully, is terrible. You know, they're, they're, they're,
14: It is, you know, they get to do a bit of jobs or whatever, round and about, for pennies, but nine times out of ten, they're pestling family and relatives to put money on an account for them to make phone calls, to get a TV, to to get a PlayStation, to get an Xbox, send emails, to do this, you know, we've we won't go down that route without... I won't email him, I won't phone him. i we, will we, we'll go to school, we'll send letters. For mm. so that we have to send... We have to send him envelopes that are uh, self-addressed with a piece of paper and to right back. Right. So, uh, you know, I sound harsh that but I want him to suffer, but what I want him to do is not forget it. Yeah. You know, we, we, Are you we
2: worried... Are you worried he's going to yeah. come out worse?
14: Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I do, because... If he gets moved to where I think he's, he's going to go, where it's a little bit softer, where they're going in and out and in and out, it's where they've got issues with uh, drugs. Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to go too much into it. No, but no, of course not. It's a thing that he's got, got yeah. into, you know. Yeah. You know, basically with a supplier. Yeah. And took the money. So, with that sort of background, it's been fine where he's at because these are hardened criminals that are more into, you know, he's in with killers and whatever, he's in with heavy guys. Then he's going in, possibly into a softer area with these people that are, uh, they got caught with a bit of cannabis, they got caught with, what you know, handfuls of nothing. Mm. Got time on the hands. They've got people wiping the backside, they're not learning anything, so they're just going to sit in the corner and smoke whatever drugs they can get in, which isn't great, if that's making sense.
2: No, oh, it makes perfect sense.
14: Yeah, you know, with the, it's been a horrible year, we've had death in the families, missed out on that, you know, oh, we've had a close relative go, and we're. Oh, I've had a crap year, <laughs> that's all I can say.
2: Yeah, it sounds um, it, it sounds it, it must be really yeah, upsetting. You
14: know, yeah. But the way at the end of the trouble for me is that hopefully that he, he'll learn his lesson from it. I, I think slightly he is with him actually now talking to me, because mm. we did uh, fall out a little bit the first month and a half with it, because Dad could have made it a little bit easier for him, I think, is, was his view. Yeah. But
2: we've got to he's, to he's a gr- to have a grown up He's a grown-up he, adult. He's a man, and he, 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 did, he did wrong, yeah. and he's he's, he's, he, he's yeah, got to take responsibility.
14: Yeah, you know, like I told him, you know, you're in your twenties. If he was sixteen, seventeen, I was, know I was. That, but when I went to war at eighteen years old, mm. you know, I, I and I, I can't get my head around why they have no respect for anything. People want everything doing for them. Nobody does anything for themselves anymore. You know, and I've, I'm seeing it more and more. I, you know, I'm in the hospitality trade. Yeah. And, we, you know, and I see, we're more a family-orientated place, and we just see people looking for blaming people for the state of how they're living, you know? No respect for food, no respect for other people. I just want as much as I can for nothing. You know?
2: Alan, um, th- this, this, this call—no, no, no, no mate—I I hope you don't think that we've pried. I, this call uh, took no, no. many, many different twists and turns that I wasn't yeah. expecting. And, and that's fascinating. And I, I you know, I, I really appreciate you sharing all that stuff with us. Yeah, I think, I'll be
14: honest, I think I just need to unload a little bit. So mate, I
2: appreciate you listening. Any, any you time know. you want to come on and chat, and you chat about that or anything else, you'd be very welcome, mate. We, we, we you, yeah. you really appreciate your time. Thank you
14: you're welcome I mean uh, I'm enjoying your show I'm really enjoying your
2: show you know, it's, it got more well extreme to the didn't it show. didn't it just uh, thank yeah. you Alan I, uh, uh, and I
14: love it you know uh, it's, it's something a
2: little bit different for me to, to get used to Good. I'm just I'm, g- I'm glad I, d- I wouldn't have thought we'd had ex-military people listening to us flipping it we better up our game a bit these people have <laughs> yeah. these people have literally fought in wars and we're sat here whinging because we're a bit tired we're, we're going to up our game for you sir <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope so. You <laughs> Thank Alan, uh, listen, mate, I hope your year improves. Uh, keep in touch. Me too. Speak soon, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care, bye. bye. Blimey. Everyone's got a story. I've always said this. Everyone's got a story. He phoned in to talk about a TV show. I had no idea we were going to go there. Wasn't that fascinating?
3: But what incredible resolve he has, because he's willing to be the unpopular parent in order to hopefully help his I kid out. I didn't know you
2: had to, um like pay money into an account for prisoners mm. for for that i thought it was i thought it was a holiday camp and everyone got free playstations um there's your podcast yeah. <laughs> what an inc- what an incredible incredible call there's me thinking the show was slowing down a bit and um we got that i i was i, I could have spoken to him all night I, yeah. what a fascinating fascinating man and there will be some people that think oh he's being a bit harsh that's the way he's gone and he's he's, he's um
3: he knows his boy.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. And um, four and a half years, I mean, flipping heck. Flippin' it Yeah. Thank you, Alan. That was, um, that, was a, that was that was a really special call. Thank you. I, I, I want to say I enjoyed that call, but it sounds inappropriate, but I think you know what I mean by that. That was eye-opening. Another 15 minutes or so. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So uh, thank you Alan, incredible call, we'll put that as a podcast. Uh, so 60 Days in Jail is on Channel 4, and I I joked, <laughs> well the, the kids have finished Lego Masters and uh, Crystal Maze. I'll get them to watch that now, and then there was silence, and then few, Kath went, yeah I think there's bumming in it there. I said yeah of course I'm not going to show it to the <laughs> kids you it. <laughs> I'm going to show them 60 Days in Jail. Well. But then James. teach you a here. lesson wouldn't it? is telling me there's a show called jailbreak and all i've said it only sent me is a screen grab and it's people in, in prison outfit and the word jailbreak. So i'm guessing they've got a break out of jail that sounds awesome it's a fair guess that sounds absolutely awesome. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Um tonight's been a good show. I don't think we're going to have a lock in tonight. It has been an excellent show, but I don't think we'll, we'll we'll have one tonight. We might have another one later in the week. Um if you want. Uh, but you've got we've got 9 minutes before um we go to the ads and hand over to the, uh, the the talk sport and the, the show that they are doing now from one o'clock is called uh, Laughs, Laughs, Laughs. And it really couldn't be, I couldn't think of a better title for that show. Laughs, 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 they're calling it. Uh, there was a the debate about calling it lols, lols, lols. But uh, Laughs, Laughs, Laughs is 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 the show that comes up after this. And it really is uh, all I would say is, um, hold on to your sides.
3: Yeah, and your hold bladders. on
2: to your... Yeah, have a wee during the news, because yeah. you're going <laughs> to with those crazy guys. Those crazy guys! Um, let us be the only phone-in show that acknowledges the death yesterday of Sir Peter Hall. Oh. Sir Hall. I, I don't know much about Speed Hall, but I know that we had to read a book about him when I was at university and I didn't. Oh. A book that he'd written. But uh, he started um, the Royal Shakespeare Company at the age of 30. I always, I thought that the Royal Shakespeare Company had been like around forever. So did I. Like, uh, it'd been like hundreds of years, for like 500 years, before even Shakespeare was, was, working. but he started it when he was, when he was uh, 30, so 50 years ago. 56,
3: 56, 56 years ago. Have you ever been to Stratford? Yeah yeah of course. Yeah, cuz my mum and dad used to take me when I was a kid. And that makes sense. I it was only yesterday when I heard about the all, all the obituaries of I saw I Charles
2: realized... Dance in Coriolanus, Cori- Cori- and I was wearing a um um a um uh, in spiral carpets coolers F t-shirt. Oh. Uh yeah.
8: Good
3: and memories. It actually
2: said the F word cuz I was crazy like that.
3: It's called what? Coriolanus.
2: Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Thank you very much indeed. Don't don't you start getting me up on pronunciation. No
3: no no. You nearly said cor. cor you nearly said anus. Coral
2: your anus. <laughs> I saw Charles dances anus. Is that are we? Are we happy with that? Does that does that work, guys? I saw Charles dances anus. Is everybody happy now? I don't think
3: I saw anyone famous there.
2: Well. um... Uh, oh, I've lost my. Um,
3: oh, where's my thing?
2: Where's. Um, oh no. Oh no. Thank you. Uh, where? Yeah. Where is? Um, where is? Um, oh no. Have you lost? Of. Um,
15: what are you beefing on about? Not
2: that I have lost. Oh no, this is awful. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So it's going to be
3: great when it happens.
2: It's going to be. Um,
3: uh, and if you like this, hang on for laughs, laughs, laughs. <laughs> be... In 15 minutes' time.
2: Um, it's going to be. Uh, is it this? No. Good one, Isa. No, is no it's not that. Oh, no, I've lost it. Oh, I think I've deleted it. What? What the heck? Hi, Bruce. My name's. Oh, no, that's not it. Um, Who's Bruce? The mayor of Bowling Green. <laughs> oh, this! Oh, I love a bit of cat and bum. There we go. We've got there in the. <laughs> got there in the. Uh...
3: And just to avoid confusion, he's not referring to mine.
2: Um. So yeah. So let's be the only show that a uh, phoning show that uh, goes a bit highbrow and acknowledges Sir Peter Hall as as being an innovator, um, but then goes to. Oh, I love a bit of cat and bum. It's what he would have wanted. Yeah. Um. There was a the, the snarky thing in the mail. I think it was yesterday. Um, the off-stage life of Sir Peter Hall—that oh, certainly towers over any play. Oh, just died. Why is this thing? The Sun does it a lot. Why is this thing with papers? Someone who's just died. Right? And, and uh, so what? Before uh, you
3: start saying nice things about him, get this from his ex-wife. Yeah,
2: I know the Glen Campbell thing. Glen Campbell was divorced f- four or five times and took loads of drugs. Yeah. So what? So what? I mean, so what? Why why can't we just, you know, celebrate the joy that these people... uh...
3: Isn't that the point? We we sort of celebrate their contribution to culture. Why do we need to go ferreting through their bins?
2: 03444991000. Call me now. Diana tribute artwork like Lily Savage. This is great. (laughs) This is great. Artwork. I still get very emotional talking about it. <clears throat>
3: Sorry, it's, done. it's okay.
2: Artwork created as a tribute to Princess Diana has been blasted as looking like Lily Savage. The collage—now only kids do collages—marking the 20th anniversary of her death is a traditional well dressing.
3: Oh, it's made out of petals. Come some slack.
2: Made out of wood, petals, twigs, and berries. It was created by volunteers and put on display at the town pump in Chesterfield, Derbyshire, but was ridiculed on social media. Of course it was. It looks more like Nana Rayburn than Princess Diana. Gayla Tuckley said, What an insult to Diana. Well, what have you done, Tuckley? Where's your tribute to Diana? Another critic said it was horrendous, and Ian Neal added, Looks more like Lily Savage. Others thought it looked like Alan Partridge and Wurzel Gummy. Let <laughs> <laughs> me just put on my Lady Dan affair. <laughs> a council spokesman said all art is meant to be a talking part point. Yep, and that seems to be the case with this year's design. I mean, it's it's shocking. It's, it's shocking, but yeah. it's
3: an amateur thing done with love and made out of petals. Well, I'm saying
2: sick. that, I remember there was um, they raised some money to. Um, Get a statue made for Davy Jones the Monkeys, right, to be erected in his hometown of Beaver Town, Pennsylvania. Beaver Town, of course. Davy Jones lived in a place with the word Beaver in the title, and um, the statue was—it wasn't—it's gone away now, but like the work in progress was unveiled, right? And everyone's going, "Wow, this is great!" Everyone's going, "Oh, it's great." And fair play, I was the little boy who pointed out the Emperor was naked. I went, I'll be honest, that is awful. The tambourine is massive. It looks like Ringo Starr. It, everything about it was awful. And I got a load of flack for calling him out. People going, well, he's doing it... He's not a professional statue maker. I was going, well, yeah, that's obvious. He's a pony. And um, I wonder if... I, and, and anyway, it's, it's it's gone away now. I've, I've, I've crushed that guy. Davy Jones statue i crushed that guy's um guy's dream davy jones monkeys of course because you get all that rubbish from um uh there it is there it is hang on let me come over. and have a look at this going and have a look at this uh uh there it is look at the state of that looks like a hula hoop it looks awful
3: what is that? Gosh. It's
2: awful.
3: I mean,
2: he was a very handsome young man. Yeah, not not in that. If you look at that, dear listener, that is it. There is no lock-in tonight um, because me and Kath have got to watch the end of a, a horror film. If I'm completely honest, you, uh, part of me thinks we should invite you to to watch it with us, but we're not going to. Um, we might do another lock-in you know, so either tomorrow or Friday. I'm, I'm feeling a kind of uh, uh, I'm feeling the vibe is strong this week, so let's see if it carries on. We might. um we might do that. Thank you to everyone who called in tonight. We've got loads of a few regulars and and loads of new calls and new voices and it's great. And um it's been a really weird show but delicious. You know, we've covered dead bodies, we've covered um sons going to prison. Uh we've we've talked about sex but bo- it's, it's it really has been eclectic, I think is the um, the word. Uh, do spread the word. If you're enjoying the show And uh, you listen to the podcasts uh, or or you like the show, do please please spread the word, you know, because this is a commercial business and, you know, our jobs are based on numbers. The more numbers we get, the more... What have you just had?
3: I just had an email about... You've got 20 seconds. Aaron the Sexbot Man. Yeah? Yeah, and when's good to talk.
2: Oh, tomorrow it's a sexbot party, guys! Here, there we go. Fantastic. It doesn't get any... Better than that. Find out where he lives, because I might go and visit him.
3: Uh, that is it. I think he lives up north.
2: That's okay. Well, okay, well, let's see. Uh, I want to go, I want to... He's not going
3: to let you have a go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and on that lowbrow bombshell, <laughs> back to 10, ta-ta.